Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tree of Geek, Season 2, Episode 3, Pray Not to be Hunted. This episode will be covering the Predator franchise, the five movies in the franchise from Predator 1987 all the way to the newest edition, Prey, in 2022. My name is Michael the H Train, a chugga, a chugga, and over here... Uh, I'm just your your shy little Josh sitting here in the corner. If you tuned in last time, we decided to cover the Alien franchise. This time we're doing the whole Predator franchise, and if you're following along, I'm betting you can guess what our next episode's going to be. But we're not going to get into that right it's now. It's about the Predator versus RoboCop game that Bloody Disgusting just said uh, was put out. So it's the Terminator franchise. We could do the Terminator franchise. Or we could not. But we could not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, this is definitely going to be on the Predator franchise. We're going to go in release order. We're going to talk about the things that we normally do, what we like, what we don't like. Talk about some tidbits behind the scenes. Some fun facts, some random crap Factoids. that you probably didn't need to know, but we're going to tell you anyways. Yeah. And uh, there will be spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Yes. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. And I, just a fore, forewarning, if I sound a little bit off, I am just getting over a cold, so... I do apologize if you hear hacking and sniffling and snorting in the background. Uh, Sound like a little snuffleupagus over here. It sounds like there's a pug in the background. All right, so to dive in, uh, Tree of Geeks style, H-Train, what is new in your world? What is new in my world? Well, I got promoted. There's that. It's not really a geeky thing, you know. I will Sometimes you be responsible. Applause right yeah. here. <laughs> well, their last episode that Emily heard, which was the Days of Future Geeks, she said that she was a little disappointed there wasn't a Kermit the Frog sound clip somewhere that wasn't added. I said I'd bring it oh, up man. to uh, the sound editor. Hello, everyone. But I did say you've been, you've been swamped. So, you know. Well, um, you did Kermit the Frog. I know I did. But you said, I don't know. I, I guess there was some of an addition. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, nothing really new because Echo either comes out today or tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, the only thing... I watched Onyx the Fortuitous, which is, there was a guy who did some YouTube stuff, pretty funny, he ended up making his own full-length movie. It, it was actually pretty decent, as a uh, Olivia Taylor Dudley from The Magicians, Blonde Girl. Yeah. So, it, I recommend it to you geeks out there, it's a, it's a fun time. Jeffrey Combs, for all you Star Trek fans, he's in there as well. And uh, what about you, man? What do you got going on? Uh, so, my big thing is, I just received in the mail today, actually... The uh, Predator versus Wolverine issue number four of the mini series that they're doing. I haven't gotten to read it yet. I'm but, waiting to binge it. Uh, see that? Because I read the first I one. I wish I would have taken that, like, waited. Because, yeah, reading them, what, every three, four weeks gets old. But I am excited to dive into it. Uh, I did just find that there's a special edition cover that I may or may not have ordered and spent more money than I should have on a Ooh. comic book. It just shows... The Predator from behind standing looking at a wall of trophies, but the trophies are all different Wolverine heads from all the different eras. TVA. Predator works for the TVA now. Well, I went to the antique barn and I picked up some comics too. <laughs> so so that's new. You picked up comics. I picked up comics. Did. I got some uh, D&D manuals came through the mail to help me out with my Dungeon Master. Which is awesome. Class, I guess. I need. To, I think I need to take one or I can just keep asking you questions <laughs> on how to run a, a game. Oh, hey, either um, one works for me. I don't really, I don't know. Since we've done the episodes, I don't think anything's really, you know, the holidays were here. It's kind of a downtime, not a whole lot of free time to, to dive into the, the geek culture realm portal super space highway. I also saw that, uh, what's his name? Glenn. Stephen, 
Stephen Yoon. Thank you. Glenn from The Walking Dead will not be joining the MCU as Sentry after all. Now, I guess he did a costume fitting and was like, uh, it's not really for me. And that's okay. He's a great actor, but I am relieved that that's not happening. I, I agree. Bring now, him into Marvel somewhere, just not Sentry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He can play a hundred different characters that I'm not going to go down a hole with. Right yeah, now, but. yeah. I'm still not sure about Pedro Pascal as uh, Mr. Fantastic, but I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with Heath Ledger as the Joker. So I, I always go back to that because I honestly thought he was going to be horrible and he turned out to be one of my all-time favorite renditions of the Joker. So very well done. We'll Great. see. High hopes. High hopes. I think it did in the last one. I should just stop singing. But if there is nothing else. Uh, Want just... to uh, disengage a cloaking device and uh, dive on in? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get into this. Uh, John claude Van Damme style. Look, I'm still kicking. I must be on Broadway. <laughs> Love me some time, cop. I got to make sure I maintain the energy because apparently in that episode, she said I was so hype and I was going a mile a minute. Which one? And it's like I was talking about GTA 6. So, yes, I was oh. hype and I was going <laughs> a mile a minute. And I might have cut off Josh quite a bit. Wasn't my intention, but I was hype. So I got I got to maintain the, the energy. energy is all there because yes. I'm lacking. So. Yes. All right. All right, so in classic uh, Tree of Geeks style, we'll go ahead and give a Rule 20 just to see who wants to dive into this shindig first. Which speaking, May the D20 gods. Speaking of which, because it's become a tradition in your favor. Uh, to bring him up every episode, did John show you, our buddy John, the new D20 he bought? No, I'm sure I'll see it next week. I don't know if it's Bluetooth or what, but it somehow he rolls it in real life. It's a real D20 that connects to uh, Rule 20, and it'll show up his roles online. He's doing this just so he doesn't have to roll in person. I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> oh no, that's for your oh for your game because you guys play online. No, it's a real real no, die. Yes, I understand that, but but he bought it. He's using it specifically for your folks' game because oh, I guarantee you, you he'll bring roll in yours. He'll bring into yours. I guarantee it. Well, I hope so. I want to see it. All right, let's see what we so got I here. I can uh, have my cat play with it. What All right. So it looks like A-Train's going to start with my big old four. So, uh... well, hey, man, dude, there's a couple numbers <laughs> under four. 18. 18, 18. All right. All right, so diving into Predator 1987. All right. I'll... So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to throw a couple quick casts, all that jazz, and then uh, we'll, we'll go back and forth about what we like about it. So uh, this whole Predator franchise, first off, was created by Jim Thomas and John Thomas, the Thomas Brothers. Um, there was a big joke that Rocky Balboa had fought everybody on the earthly plane. So there was nobody left for him to fight. So they're like, huh, what if Rocky fought an alien? Huh. And then they, over time, created a story about that. He wasn't supposed to be in the movie, was he? Sylvester Stallone? No, I don't okay. think so. Not that I could find anywhere. Um, so anyway, uh, they do that, which uh, gets us to Predator in 1987, directed by John McTiernan and scored by Alan Silvestri. Um, I wanted to point out the score people in these movies because the composers, I, I think Predator has some amazing scores. I think it has one of the best sci-fi or horror score. You know, it's definitely up in the top 10 for me. Okay. Um, so obviously we have Arnold Schwarzenegger playing some Dutch Schaefer. We got guys like Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, Jesse the Body Ventura, um, Sonny Lanham, Shane Black, um, all types of really good actors in here that we know of now. I think they're relatively Sort of unknown back then. Arnold hadn't done too many movies yet. Carl Weathers, obviously, Rocky Balboa. You know, you get a, a group of rescuers or, I don't know what. Eh, more like guerrilla warfare fighters. They're, they kind of just, they go in there and they clean up messes. Yeah. That, that's, like you know, fixers. like a rescue, <laughs> yeah, like fixers, you know, rescue team type people. 
Um, they've been called in because another elite special forces group has disappeared in the jungle. And that was supposed, that was also with some high ranking official. And Arnie's brought in with his team to, uh, to go retrieve said politician. Things go south because somebody is hunting them. Something is hunting them. What's well, a growing green blood? And this is after they like completely mow down that little village outpost thing. The enemy outpost. Well, yeah, they had to get the hostages. I mean, yeah. If even if you don't like the Predator movies and you like any type of war movie, that just that scene alone is worth watching. Even when they roll in in the helicopter and the music from Little Richard's playing, this movie is just littered with quotes nonstop. Oh yeah, left and right. This movie to me is like a nine out of ten. I love it from beginning to end. I don't see any cinematic issues with it. I think the direction, the pacing, the the colors, the score, just everything is just amazing in this flick to me. Well, it is a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. I look forward to all these IMBD. Um, well, you know, I got to pull them up. Yeah, pull them up. Um, I have to agree. It's definitely like an 8.59 for me, uh, just like the original Alien. It, it's, it's one of those movies that just it holds a place because it was just a completely new take on the entire sci-fi military aspect of things. I think it has ultimate replay value as well. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of, like, I like, we just did the Alien franchise. And as much as I love a good bit, a couple of those movies, it would be hard for me to just throw on Alien. Maybe I could throw on Aliens, but I know, not that I do it, you know, I'm not one of those guys that watches like the same movie every day, but I could watch Predator often. If you, you could watch it once a month, every, like if it was just on the background, if I was flipping through channels, I would stop because it's just like, Ooh, what part are we at now? Right. Oh, what's Jesse, the body going to say, Oh man, is this the, the Billy joke? Like what's, what's going on here? As big as a house. I won't oh, go yeah. through the whole joke, whole joke on the podcast, but. <laughs> well, all I know is through my research, I found that basically this entire movie is just one massive quotable plethora of happiness. Like it's great. Every Every scene has something that you can quote, pretty much. And it's not cheesy. Well. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I mean, they may not be holding their weapons properly all the time, but. <laughs> what, what's wrong with holding at a 90 degree? Which, you, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a scene where Arnold's walking through the, the jungle. He's got his, what, like an AR-15 or whatever, whatever they had then, an assault rifle. Like, his arm is a perfect 90 degree, uh, 90 degree angle out. His other arm is not even touching the gun. It was 100% because they wanted to show off his biceps. That's all it was. Well, they hook, line, sinker got me in there because, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was more believable than Rambo 2. Well. Rambo 1. I mean, it's cool. But Rambo 2. I think Rambo 2, the one where he's like basically massacring a small American town. Rambo 1 is where he's in the town. Rambo 2 is where he goes over to uh, okay. Taiwan-ish area. And then 3 is where I've he never does seen the stick all of those. Fighting. Yeah, they, I mean they're good movies. They never held my attention. Maybe we'll jump into them sometime, but I, I don't know. Me some Rambo movies for sure. Well, I mean this. There, I just watched a, a documentary on Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and they both say in both their newest documentaries that there was a competition between the two. Who could be the oh, toughest dude on screen? Come on, I'm like sure. they were just one up. Like I, I'm sure they took a few scripts just to be like, I need to be bigger than this guy. Absolutely. So yeah, um, we get a predator up in here, seven foot two, Harry and the Henderson himself. Peter Cullen does the voice, but that's not who I'm talking about here. I'm talking about uh, Peter Hall, Kevin Peter Hall, yep. that is. I mean, you're important if you got three names. 
But he wasn't the original Predator, Josh. Who was the original Predator here? <laughs> the original Predator was actually uh, four names. John claude Van Damme. One of my favorite martial arts actors of all time. So, but they yeah. wanted him because they felt that he could bring that agile, nimble, you know, being, being able to like bounce yeah. between trees, you know, into the into the movie. And it just didn't work out. And it was a mixture of practicality and ego. Well, the suit he was wearing wasn't very good. And I'm pretty sure this was during his uh, cocaine years. Uh, uh, to put it lightly, yeah, he was he was in a very nice drug addict back then. <laughs> uh, is it was there the a nice 80s. drug addict? It was the 80s. Know, but, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he had an attitude. He wanted his face to be shown. He was hot. He complained all the time. He wasn't very big. Well, there was a, apparently they put him in front in one of these scenes next to Jesse Body Ventura against, you know, Carl Weathers and, and all these guys. And like, he's five foot nine. Like, oh, he's, geez. Like, he's not a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it? Arnold like six, one, six, two. Yeah. And Jesse, I think was six, three, maybe. So basically Bill Duke's like a six foot one guy. Ultimate predator is a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they bring in Kevin Peter Hall, seven foot two, like I said, big, tall, Somebody that they wanted to intimidate Arnold on screen. So, yeah. And I, I think he greatly pulled it off. I didn't know that they brought in, you know, Optimus Prime to do the voice for him, but I just thought well, it was just some. He never really had a voice. I mean, it's just like when he does the the weird, like when he stabs a scorpion, well, when he's hearing people and he's repeating it, or at the very end when he's yeah. laughing. See, I never, so I don't know why they brought in. I never realized that that was another that. actor. I thought it was just like voice modulation. That's like what I thought. Changing it because they do that. They play it often where they like repeat sounds back. If you listen throughout the movie, you can actually hear clicking and stuff of the Predator all the time. And it just. I'm telling it, you, they, they it knew plays what they were on, doing with this flick. It plays on your anxiety because if it's your first time watching it, you, you're watching the forest nonstop. Like, I think I see it. No, that's not it. Well, I think I see it there. No, that's not it either. Right. Well, that's not it. Oh, wait, that is it. Did you, uh, you know, I'm more of the technical aspect of stuff, but did you look into how they actually did the camouflaging? I did not. No, I did not. So I found this absolutely fascinating from a, a videographer point of view. They would film the Predator in a bright red costume, which I did read too. Some of the scenes Van Damme shot were actually kept in. Because the bright red was in such contrast to the green rainforest, they could easily chroma key it out. Think like green screen, but in reverse. Oh, I understand. understand. And then they would zoom the camera out and refilm the exact same, like, pan or shots or whatever, zoomed out without the Predator actor in there. So that whenever they would overlay it and then chroma key that red, you know, crazy looking suit out, it would leave this weird, not quite lined up image where you would see because it was zoomed in and now they're zoomed out it had this weird effect where one looked closer than the other and that's how they got that ripple effect they would basically think of it today whenever you point a camera at a computer screen that the camera is currently on you get that that infinite effect yeah it was the same idea but a much earlier uh, a, a much much earlier version definitely innovative that's for sure oh yeah oh yeah it was uh at the time considered like leagues ahead in the sci-fi or not sci-fi the uh, special effects department because it was a whole new way of doing something like that right on right on um i just want to throw out too that sven ole thorson um who's been in a crap ton of schwarzenegger movies um he was in here too as an uncredited role 
Um, he was one of the big bad guys in Conan that beats up Arnold. Really? Yeah. Who's he play? Uh, a Soviet military advisor in an uncredited role. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was also in Running Man. He was supposed to be the bodyguard to beat up Arnold, then he just walks away. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> That's another good movie. Oh, I love The Running Man. I'll be back. Only in the reruns. Yeah. <laughs> so I broke these things down about what I don't like, what I do like, favorite quotes, favorite scenes, stuff like that. For what I didn't like, I didn't really write down anything because I liked the entire movie. Probably seen it 25, 30 times my entire life, and I can tell you that I enjoy every part of this movie. I never fast forward through anything. I'm never bored in a part. I love this movie beginning to end. See, I agree and disagree just in the aspect of... What didn't you like? It's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I always felt the beginning felt slower. Yes, you have the, the uh, you know, the grill warfare and the saving the hostages. And I don't know. It just felt like it took a while to actually understand what the movie was about. But rewatching it just recently for this... I completely forgot that the very first scene is a spaceship coming down. It sure is. So that well, I think kind they're of, showing what the badass team is. Well, see, that kind of revitalized my my passion for it because the parts that I thought were slower because originally I, I mean, I'd catch on TV stuff like that. Right, like on USA or something. Yeah, like I didn't fully understand what it was about until it was about what it was about. So rewatching it a hundred percent, it was less oh, this part's slow, I don't get it. And more of, okay, is it there right now? Because you understand, oh, there's there's something here. Gotcha. I understand. So, it's just, yeah. to me, like me and my, my other friend talk quite often about movies. He's the guy I'm doing the horror movie stuff with. But we talk about, you know, like some of our favorite actors and what our favorite movies were of those actors. And mm. like with Arnold, it's like, Wait, are you cheating on me with another podcast? Um, I'm cheating on you. Oh, maybe. We should bring Absolutely. him on. I, I wish I could. Um, logistically, it probably won't happen, but I wish I could. Um, but uh, I think, to me, when it comes to, like, Commando or Running Man or Twins or something, Predator or T2 is probably, like, which one is my favorite Arnold movie ever? And it most of the time, I will probably answer Predator. Last action hero. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, but most it doesn't list, even touch Predator. Most listeners are like, I don't even know what that movie is. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, it's Conan, but generally it's it's Predator's my favorite Conan Arnold movie ever. Conan was good, though. Conan was good. Oh, for sure. What did you like about this movie, Josh? I would have to say my favorite part is just the incredible attention in all the audio effects that they put in. Like, the insane amount of detail that they took the time to just pin down perfectly. Everything from, like, the, like I said, the... Uh, little like what would you call it ticks and talks or whatever i don't know the like the clicking like yeah yeah like yeah. you hear that you hear the laughter stuff like that like that they took the time to just completely flush out like you're completely not engulfed in it what's the word i'm looking for you're, immersed yeah you're completely immersed in that universe for that what hour and a half movie oh i'm sucked in like, yeah I, you could put it on right now and be i'd be sucked into it emily would probably try to say something to me and i'd be like wait what I'm like, you've seen this 35 times, Michael. Why are you? Because it's amazing and it's awesome. You know, I, I like the uh, the cat and mouse drama of it. You know, the whole, I mean, yes, there'd probably been movies before where somebody's being hunted down. But, the you know, a, an original movie like this where elite dudes are just getting picked off one by one. And it's not your normal type of foe. 
And then, well, it's not. Then Arnold has to like. Then he's starting to play with him towards the end when he figures things out. It's not the crew of a mining rig in space who has absolutely no experience in combat. Right. These are like this is machismo to the max, guys. Yeah. Like these are the I best got of the time best. Time to bleed. <laughs> Just gonna do quotes the entire time. You do the chopper. Thank you. Go. I, I for no. love. I cannot do an Arnold impersonation. Uh, I just can't. <laughs> Three men sweep. No sound. I can do more. <laughs> So you said, you know, you love the technical aspect when it comes to like sound design, which makes sense because you went to school for for that stuff back in the day. Um, But what would your absolute favorite part of the movie be like sequence or scene? Oh, see, that's that is a tough one. Not gonna lie. Uh, But I am going to say that I have it written down. My absolute favorite scene is also one of the most quotable scenes. It's the very end of the final battle. Uh, There's like one booby trap left. Come on! Yes. Come on! Yes. He's cornered, and he's like, come on, kill me. I'm right here. I'm right here! And the Predator's just like, he's not dumb. There's something going on here. I know here. something sneaky about you. And just that whole scene where anybody else, even if you had a booby trap set, you'd be you'd be shitting yourself like, come on, please, please work. Or so. No, he's just like goading him like, I'm gonna, you're going to die, or you're going to die with me. Like, Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I wrote such down... A good, such a good part of the movie. Yeah, I wrote down as well the, the final... That just whole... the basic final end sequence with Arnold and the Predator going back and forth. It's, uh, and then that final vision of him, mm. you know, in the ash after yes. that giant explosion, just looking like a Which, tank. Uh, I, I was reading, uh, there are fan theories. You know, I love my fan theories. That the reason the Predator set the timer, because he could have just detonated and, you know, boom, done. Killed him with him. The reason he set the timer was out of respect for, uh, what was his name, Dutch? Yeah, Dutch Shaver. Basically saying, you bested me. Well, the Yaucha. Going to give you, a, like, what, 20-second head start. <laughs> right. Well, the Yaucha is, in the comics and novels and things, eventually gave him a name, the species of the Yaucha. Is yes. what I, I, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, I guess there's been debate on how to say it. But the Yaucha are very respectful hunters. Predators, hunters, yeah, but call them what you will. You know, but they're very respectful about their prey and their trophies. And though, I mean, they are hunting some people with zero skills and no weaponry, but they got cloaking devices and they got claws yeah, but, and all this crazy I mean, stuff. We'll, we'll but, touch only here in a second in the second movie. You do see a little bit of their, uh, you could almost call it like a code of honor or code of conduct. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the first one, what's her face? I don't have her name directly in front of me, but like she doesn't get killed because she's not holding a gun. Right, right. She wasn't considered a threat. They were. And uh, Gonsalves? Gonsalves. Oh, uh, she's an insurgent. That's all I know. Her first name is Elpidia. I actually, life. I don't even have her written down. Well, thanks to Wikipedia and all the fine folks that do all the hard work for me, I get to find out these informational answers. Well, I'm a little annoyed and now because I told ChatGPT, hey, give me a list of the cast and who they played, and it didn't give me that one, so... AI, yeah. you're stupid. <laughs> well, listen, the the one AI generator that I use, that's like the free art one. Yeah. It doesn't it, it's xenomorph or a predator. Like it, it jacks them up hard. So uh, the one I'm not gonna do free advertising. Bing does it all right though. I'm not gonna do free advertising, but the one that I just started paying for that you saw some of the images that we were getting. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Very very good. Some of those pictures you're doing. Um, some of the artwork for maybe we might use for a future episode. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Very, very good. Sometimes I just type in the most random thing I could possibly think of and see what it gives me, and it never disappoints. Like, the one was a, a ferret dressed as a Jedi with a lightsaber fighting a xenomorph. Pretty how slick. How does that disappoint anybody? <laughs> I, I don't know. What's your favorite quote from this movie? Now, you said at the end you liked that thing where he's hitting the button and whatnot, but, like, what's your favorite quote? I think we already know what my favorite quote is. I don't. That's why I'm asking. But I don't I don't know if I should say it because it's definitely an R-rated quote. It's the oh, fact the, that just talking every, about the beautifulness. every time they see the actual face of a predator, it's always, you are one ugly mother. I'll put a beep in there or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just warned in the last podcast. Did you, you really? One ugly motherfucker. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not even because like, oh, they said the F word. No, it's just that is the reaction I think 99% of people would have right off the bat. Like, ew, what is that? <laughs> well, that's a Nosigan from Star Trek, actually, is what it is. What? When you're on your free time, look on uh, some some databases on the internet there, and you will just look up Nosigan from Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you'll be like, isn't this a predator just cleaned up? <laughs> I, know, I do know I was... Uh, when I was I'm pretty sure a predator around. came first, though. Well, when I was bouncing around, I did find... I don't remember which movie it was, unfortunately, but they said that the mask was 100% practical, like moving mandible and everything. And then they later, they went, it was one of the later movies, I believe. They went in with CGI and basically just redid the whole face because they wanted it to look perfect. But the practical effects one looked fantastic. Oh, we'll get into some CGI shenanigans um, later, buddy. We I have will. notes. I'm more than listen, sure. Listen, I was Jones to do this franchise, but there's some things I'm Jones into, like going a little ramble. With everything about. that's good comes something bad. Yeah, that is the truth. And speaking of bad, my uh, I think the last little tidbit I have for this movie. Yeah, it looks like it is. Our, our buddy who played Billy Soul. Did you know he uh, apparently was extremely difficult to work with on set? I've heard that. Uh, so from my, my reading, I don't know all the details, but apparently they brought in a bodyguard the, the studio, yeah, the, the insurance company had to bring in a bodyguard as, quote, protection for the rest of the cast from him because he was prone to violent outrages. Which, look at this cast for a second and tell me... Is seven foot two Peter Hall going to be... <laughs> one is dude, Kevin going to be afraid? Is one guy really going to put up a fight against Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Ex-Navy uh, <laughs> SEAL, supposedly. Well, uh, and, and Kevin, Peter Hall, that was a muscle suit. Like, no, no, he's a big dude. That was him. I yeah. mean, I mean, like I said, you know, Jesse the Body Ventura being in the, you know, being, you know, a SEAL, you know, like he's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, Arnold's in the military. You know. I mean, <laughs> you don't, did you know it was Arnold's idea to have the whole entire, like it was originally pitched Arnold versus a, an alien. And Arnold's like, you know what? I think I should, there should be a team. It shouldn't just be me against this predator. Oh, really? Yeah, it was no, his, I didn't he's know the that. one that pitched to have a team in there. So he wanted to, have a, a team that would slowly get murdered. So it would then be him versus. Yeah. Well, well originally there was a group of alien hunters wait, you know, waiting in, in a very early script and he was going to kill them all. Well, it was, it was going to be just called Hunter, which is funny because later on there's, you know, an argument in a movie, which is one of the better parts of that movie of, well, it's not a predator. It's a hunter. Was that in this movie? No, it's a later flick. Okay. Talk I thought about so. It, yeah. But... I mean, I do got to say that having it the way they did, having a group of, like you said, like super, advanced trained essentially what navy seals or they're spec ops <laughs> you know gorilla force warfare recon and 
basically the best of the best getting right. picked off one by one. That definitely ups the stakes for, okay, what are well, they Because yeah, otherwise it just would have been Rambo versus Predator. Right. Yeah, well, so I think it was a good choice. And one of the things I absolutely love about this movie that I feel Alien also did, uh, what, just not that long before, Alien was what? 79, 79, 78, 79. They didn't even show the enemy un- like in its full glory yeah, until anticipation. at least two-thirds, three-quarters of the way into the movie. Well, this one also had two governors as well, as Arnold became governor of California and Jesse became governor of Minnesota. And, you know, I knew this, but didn't really think about it, but I was watching Meet Cute with uh, Emily. It's a movie with Katie Cuoco and uh, hmm. Pete Davidson, time travel involved. And uh, he says it at the bar, and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. I said, oh, I'm doing a Predator episode in a couple of days. I might as well throw that tidbit in there. You know, you got to love when those little consistencies pop up in your life. Yeah, serendipitous. Like, just so happens that I'm doing a podcast on this, and they just talked about it. Right. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's like Google's listening, in a way. Like, that's that uh, Mysterious Universe that I, I, never I plug heard of it. every chance just I get. Just kidding. One of the greatest podcasts of all time, in my opinion. Uh, they always talk about, I can't remember the, the term they use, but exactly that. Like when things just start falling in place, almost, stance, almost too coincidentally. No, I can't remember. The, I'll remember it halfway through the word that they use. No, well, I don't know, but you, <laughs> I was just yeah. throwing out there. Yeah. But like, if you're, you know, dreaming about a, a car accident and then you leave your house that day and you see a car accident, like things like that. that That's because just... alternate realities, man. It's all about the frequencies. We could go on for a long time on that conversation. We could, but instead we got to go to Los Angeles. We do, to one of the uh, trashiest looking LAs I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's, before we even get to behind the scenes, I'll just throw out there now, like any of the, you know, the little tidbit of info is that this is supposed to be 10 years after the first Predator, which at the time of its release was a couple years into the future. So some of the cars were altered, or were altered, looked more boxy, and it was supposed to be... You know, because it made more sense my second time, or well, I don't know, probably like my fifteenth time watching it. But some of the guns that they're holding, like the handheld guns, have like some weird scopes and things on them. They looked kind of like futuristic and okay. RoboCop-ish. Yeah, I don't think so I ever realized sense. it was yeah. a decade later. I didn't either until <laughs> I read the. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's why that chick's gun has that weird silver all over it. Unfortunately, we don't have a recurring actor throughout all these movies like we did Sigourney Weaver. But just throwing us out there, do you know what Arnold made for that movie? For what movie? Predator, the first. No, I don't. I didn't look into the three point five million. Really? Which sounds like so little today, when you think about like that was eighty seven though. So like when you think, well, it came out in eighty nine, but yeah, I guess he'd have been. Oh no, it was eighty seven. My bad. Yeah. How dare you question me? (laughs) It was my favorite horror movie of nineteen eighty seven. I mean nineteen. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. You consider that a horror? It's sci fi horror. Okay. uh, Alien comes in. He's secretly stalking and murdering, and there's blood everywhere. Definitely. Yeah, okay. It's sci-fi horror. I mean, the whole skinning It's people. not may not be, like, disturbing or as uh, crazy it's... horrors like Alien, but it's to, to me, it's horror adjacent. I mean, there were skinned bodies hanging in the trees, so... Yes. Okay, I'll give yeah. that to you. So, 1990... 1990. Which, cinematically, 10 years later, we have Danny Glover playing Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. He is our main protagonist, an LAPD officer, and... I'm sure you can figure it out. There's a gang war going on in the city, and he needs to take everybody out. That's bad, but there's somebody badder stalking the streets. Gary and killing Busey. everybody. Yeah, this was directed by Stephen Hopkins, so we get a new director. Score done by Alan, Alan Silvestri comes back again. 
and I did listen to some of the soundtracks of this, and it, there is a little bit more. It's less uh, 80s synth. There's a there's a little bit more of a jungle vibe in this one, which makes sense because it's a urban jungle. Danny Glover's there. We get Kevin Peter Hall comes back. So I mean, at least he's, he comes back for this one as the city predator. Um, See, I've read that he was uh, credited as the city hunter, but in some versions, it was credited as the elder predator. Unless he played both, maybe? maybe he did. I don't. I don't know. I didn't go like super, super deep. But speaking of aliens, Gary Busey. Gary Busey's here. What's his? <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Uh, there's a. What's his name here? See, I'm getting all out of order here, but I'll get to it later. Why there's so many lethal weapon people in this movie? I don't even think I realized that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that Dude, you're saying, Lethal it, Weapon's my favorite movie of all time. For real? <laughs> yes. It was for years. It might have shifted a little bit. No, I'm not even going to throw shade. Action movie? I'll stand firm. It is my favorite action movie of all time. I love Lethal Weapon. Okay. I like it better than Predator. So, Barely. all joking aside-ish, speaking of aliens. And you say Gary Busey because... <laughs> I mean, look at the guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he went off the rails <laughs> for sure. No, we get uh, Bill Paxton shows up in here as a, a young hotshot detective joining the force. Was it Jeff? Jerry joining Lambert. this force of that side of town. Yeah. He'd been doing things for a while. Uh, I believe the only actor to play in both franchises. I haven't looked into it, but that's that makes sense because I don't Which recognize I, I anybody still love else. That he and we just watched Aliens. The so. second Alien, and he's in the second Predator. It's like he had a thing for sequels. We need to get Fastbender in the next Predator. You think there'll be another Predator? Oh, for sure. But they, yeah. I mean, because well, well, at the very end of this, we'll get we'll to get the future of the that. franchise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we get these detectives, they're going around, there's a whole gang war going on, predators show up, it's the hottest time of the year, you know, you got global warming, whether it exists or not, it does yep. in this reality, and there's like so many, There's this cast list was crazy, so I'm not even going to go through all this, all this, there's Jamaican mobster dudes, and there's uh, South American mobster, like, there's mobster people everywhere, there's some crazy accents in this movie. It reminded me of like Gotham City on steroids. Like, everybody is part of some syndicate of some sort with some plan. Well, I'll give you a comic book to go research and buy. Have you seen or read, I'm sorry, read the Batman versus Predators? No. I knew I knew you didn't. That's why I said it. I, I, so there you go. There you go. And then, yeah. See, I, I Honestly, I didn't even know that they did that because I knew that they've done Predator versus Wolverine multiple times. Oh, Predators faced everybody. Even aliens went against Darkseid and Superman, so. There's a whole thing where Superman gets, he has to go away from Earth for so long to stop the xenomorphs and he's not around the sun, so he starts getting weaker. And then there's one where Darkseid is raising facehugger aliens and to like dominate. It, yeah, it's, and then one of them like leaps at him and he just crushes it in his hand, acid and all, because he's fucking Darkseid. You don't That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Wow. But we're not here to talk about the DCEU no, no. Zack Snyder cut, which, you know whatever but we are here to talk about uh what we liked about this movie um and what we didn't like and what i didn't like i'll just quick go here first while you uh take a sip there is uh the editing i did not like the editing i'm not sure what all mark uh goldblatt has done or bert lovett um but i didn't think it was done very well um there's a specific scene where harrigan is chasing the predator he's looking up at the rooftops things mm -hmm. leaping and then uh gary Busey's cia maybe future stargazer people smash his vehicle and they drag him out of his car and they go to put him in like a van. But before he's like, even really in the van, the scene just shot, it just stops. And then like all of a sudden he's walking up the ramp into like the, the butcher factory there. 
And I'm like, what is going on? There were, there were several scenes where I, f- I personally feel there's like another half hour worth of scenes missing from this movie somewhere. I can see that. Yeah, I'm not bashing definitely... the film, but like, no, now you bring it like, up. I wanted to definitely know why... a very abrupt cut there. Like why? I want to know why Harrigan was the way he was. Maybe what what was his emotional reasoning for being like so off the rails, or was he just supposed to be Martin Riggs meets John McClane dressed as Roger Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon? Like what what was going on here? Synchronicities. Synchronicities. That's the word they use for when things line up. The credit randomly. cards. What? No, no. <laughs> Sorry, if I didn't say it, I'd forget it. But no, I, I completely understand what you mean. Like a lot of the editing was very choppy. What bugged me a little bit as well about this was, yes, you do see bodies like hanging and there's some blood, but a lot of the kills the Predator does are off screen. Yeah. When he drops through the glass, kills all the, the gang members off screen. When he kills uh, yeah, we see Danny. The, we see the, the remnants. That's it. Yeah. I mean, even in the subway, and that was another part about the future is LA doesn't have a subway. Yeah. So they inserted a subway. <laughs> and me as a kid, I didn't know. I thought every city that was major had a subway, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, but the train scene, like, you don't really see that kill, per se, either. So that kind of, you know, it was like, it was, was also, so uh, bloody, the first one, and they kind of, in a really way, good, toned it down. Really good part one. of the movie, though. The whole subway scene, that was a pretty yeah. good Oh, I agree. intensity. And that's that's really my bashing in the movie. Otherwise, I kind of, I really like it. it. What what really didn't you like about the flick? Anything specific that rubbed you the wrong way? Oh, man, you know, I don't know. You're like, no, this is a 10 out of 10. Is it better than Predator 1? Uh, it had a 6.3 out of 10. It oh, was yeah, not. Yeah, I was wondering when it this IMDb rating was coming. It was better in. than Predator 1. You ever try Metacritic or Letterboxd? Yeah, I bounce around. But IMDb is the most used. Well, at least it used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. but I feel like it's it kind of like Rotten Tomatoes these days. No, but uh, my big thing was, uh, like I I'd mentioned, this is the only Predator movie that you see any type of nudity in. And I understand they're really trying to drive home like the dirty grittiness of the city like how it's just completely well if you uh, watch so many movies from the 90s like horror movie wise they or really even side shoehorn yeah, that in yeah everywhere. there's movies in there well yeah. see honestly i didn't like that because no, i didn't really need to be i know exactly it didn't serve any point i i like oh he's a drug lord that has a naked lady Ooh, shocker yeah big deal like oh and the police showed up and she's still not covered up like no give me a break the point being it didn't need to be there I didn't feel it served any purpose. I didn't feel it in any way elevated the status of the drug lord. Well, at least it was brief. It wasn't yes, like super. Yes, it was. Long. But I just I didn't like how how dark and gritty they made the movie feel. Like, I thought there was some comedy to to balance it out because I think some, this one's extremely comedic. But I just felt the, the whole one. the first half of the movie felt overly dark. It, it really did. It felt like an old uh, well that police station, like man, an old Tim Burton was... Batman. Like it was darker than it needed to be like no, you, I agree. you turn the brightness on your tv up and it's still black <laughs> i don't know if it was that, that <laughs> bad but no I, I see what you're saying there it's a little bit too dark for you okay um well is there anything else or do you want to jump into what you did like about it oh, i will say some of the special effects okay so you first yeah. one 87 this one's 90 a couple years go by you think the special effects will go up just a smidge but some of those effects like him jumping around i felt just weren't as good as the first one it was very obviously a guy on a uh, like a harness and zip on yeah like, and then the one thing i talk about no killing on screen like king willie gets his head cut off yeah and there's like a scream and then he, like he's just carrying his head yep like why couldn't i see that happen you know whatever he was the jamaican yeah drug lord that yeah yeah that knew something was there he tried to like fight him with voodoo or something like that it didn't last very long it didn't work yeah it didn't work 
I don't really think that there's much more that I disliked about it, other than, like I said, it was a little overly dark for my taste. And like you said, they almost tried to make an R-rated movie with PG-style violence. Like, it just didn't flow the way I feel like it could have. That being said, there's still a lot of takeaways that I thoroughly enjoyed about the movie. As I said a little bit ago, uh, you get to see a slightly deeper look at a Predator's uh, ethical code. There's a scene where he encounters, I think, the pregnant woman. Yeah, the... Completely unarmed. The detective. Just who's walks had away. stomach pains for the first yeah. quarter of the movie. Yeah, which went nowhere. Well, but, it went somewhere. She was pregnant. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he walks away from her. He lets her go. Like, it shows that, just like the girl in the first movie, unarmed and essentially not a threat, not worth my time. Right. Absolutely agree. And that... I, I liked how we got to see a little deeper also into their, I guess you could almost call it training. Like, when he acts as a field medic on himself and he tries to bandage his own wounds in that really, really crappy bathroom. The the world building here for the Predator. Yeah, I feel like they went, species was, was they, a, they pushed us not too deep, but an, another layer or two into the uh, the mythos. Like, you got to understand a little bit more of, okay, what's actually going on with this, this race? Yeah, well, what I liked is it wasn't just a straight-up retread of the first one. Not just because they threw it into the city, which I thought was a nice touch, but, like, he had more to him. He wasn't just a camouflaged killer, like, he, there was more, like, this Predator had a little bit more personality. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty slick. And Bill, speaking of personality, <laughs> Bill Paxton's character, uh, Lambert, um, uh, he had to have been an ancestor of Hudson from Aliens. <laughs> like, I mean, if, if these universes do collide somewhere, like, he had to have been an ancestor. Like, the comedy, well, the that same... Bill Paxton just chews up every scene he's in. Oh, he was it, does, the, it doesn't matter. He was the same character in two different but, movies. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> they had to have been related. I, I love that they brought him in here for this. And I mean, just, he didn't survive long, but you know, it's still pretty kick-ass. So now here's a quick question for you. All right. You said 10 years passed. Now, do you think they're on a 10-year cycle? Or do you think that this just happens to be the next, you know, big falling out with a predator? I think it's just happenstance. I don't think it's a cycle. Okay. I don't think so. I, we haven't seen... Well, as I far as cinema goes, I don't know how the comic books Right, we've go. never seen like a solid schedule yeah like but a, a lot of fan theories online were saying that well maybe this is showing so many years they essentially uh online they're really going on the idea of it's a rite of passage that they send younger uh, how'd you pronounce it yaucha 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 they, they send younger ones here and if they survive and you know in the region that they're dropped essentially they it's a rite of passage to ascend to the next level of uh their hierarchy because we absolutely do see in later movies as well they do run in a a hierarchy sort of true yeah well i was going more with because it was hot because the girl from the first movie says they only come in the hot summers this year they oh. had, they pressed on you know the the news reporters like this is one of the biggest heat waves the city's ever had and there's so you know it's about heat that's interesting the first okay. two movies yeah okay i mean they they might be on a cycle i think these are just isolated predator stories that just happen to have been 10 years apart from each other that's so, the way i take it so i have the next two pieces here a little out of order because the next part is basically the ending but then after that is one of my favorite parts which is before the ending so how do you want to well i mean my next part is the favorite part so oh perfect what's your yeah. favorite part two parts that i enjoyed were harrigan chasing the predator kind of like a reverse cat and mouse from the first one okay where he's you know at first the predator's chasing him for a second but then he's like cuts off his hand and he's chasing him through everywhere. And it's, it wasn't, I don't know. It was just different. And I enjoyed that. And of course the subway scene. Okay. With Bill Paxton. 
I just, you know, the gang members are going to do their thing and everybody pulls out the guns and the predator showed up. You're like, it was just pure ridiculous. And I know some people look at that and go, that's why this movie's stupid and shitty. But I look at it and go, man, that was, that was just fun. When everybody pulls yeah. out their guns. Yeah, it was just, it was just fun. <laughs> Bill Paxton just be like, come on, man. Like trying his best game to take over. on. It's game over, man. It's game over. I wish he would have done that. It would have been fantastic. So yeah, those are my two favorite scenes. My favorite scene that I've written down, well, actually I do have two favorites, but my favorite one of the whole movie is the whole slaughterhouse setup from the time they go in, lay their trap that we see how the well radioactive that goes, dust, you know, all the way through until the final, um, not so wonderful ending for them. It was just, I, I mean, I've read before online that a lot of people think it was very cheesy, like, oh, well, you know, we already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. That's great. But it was just so much fun to watch. Like, yeah, I understand people are getting ripped apart here, but like the uh, the smart blade, like through the meats, the oh, hanging meat. You and... just cut everything in half. You just see the one dude just... Like, it was yeah, just was pretty slick. so well executed. Like, they took a creature that so far we've only ever seen in open areas like a forest or a city, and you can find them into this little building, and they just went with it. They used their surroundings to their advantage, and you just watch as this predator just rips this again elite unit to pieces yeah it was uh and of course we have Busey, who you know is essentially uh this film's version of burke from aliens who wants to capture the tech and all that fun jazz yeah, there's always got to be somebody well think of what we could do with all this yeah, yeah. there's, there's got to be those people yeah well i mean the thomas burrs you know they wanted to expand the mythos and i, I think it's good that that scene was in there because they talk about feeding and they and it reminded me of, you know what you said there um that they like the taste of beef, apparently. They like some cows, you know, so... Now, were they behind all the movies or just the first two? The first two, okay. for sure, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't want it to just be a psycho predator. That's why they wanted to show the trophies, which, mm. you know, this one, uh, we get to see the alien trophy. You know, Stan Winston, you know, had worked, you know, on the scenes, you know, an alien, and he's like, well, why don't we throw this in there, too? You know, thus starting a whole entire, like, man, that's... Well, see, that's my second favorite part is when we get to see their trophy wall of skulls and stuff. That, you know, creatures that we've never seen, and to this day we've never seen, from different And that's on, they could do so many universe. more Predator movies that we'll, we'll talk about oh, yeah. possibilities later on. But then you see the alien xenomorph skull, well, very elongated skull. and Well, there's, uh, we see now there's very there are many different versions of those. Yes. Well, so. and my, my second favorite part is the whole trophy room scene, yeah, but when they hand... Uh, Danny Glover, the the flintlock pistol, and he's looking at it like, "What the heck Dig is this?" It. And it just makes you realize, like, they've been doing this for a really long time. Which we find out later, roughly the origins of that pistol. Right. So it's just overall. I mean, I know it's not a very highly rated movie, six point three, but I I did enjoy it. It is. It's not number two on my list, but it's it is certainly not, not, it's not the bottom. No. no. Well, we talked about this before, and, and our lists are almost identical, I do believe. So. Yeah, we talked about this off-camera. Why do we say off-camera? Off-mic. Off-mic. Off I, I, I can't go down that whole thing again. I know. I was just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> invade your our, eardrums. Uh, our, our lists are pretty much exactly the same. Did you know that Patrick Swayze was originally eyed to star in this movie with Arnold? Wait, in the second one? Yeah. No, I didn't says, know that. Patrick Swayze was originally eyed to star with, uh, the, with the returning Arnold, but Arnold declined to join the film. And that even Steven Seagal was eyed, but shot it down. Uh, producer Joel Silver, who worked on Lethal Weapon, brought in a few actors from that film, 
and chose to make Harrigan an average Joe type cop. Yeah. So this was the first time they tried to bring Arnold back. Interesting. Yeah. And he, he didn't come back. Um, kind of like, uh, what's his name at the bottom of the tower in Die Hard? Oh, what's his? I always think of Carl Winslade from. Oh, Carl's, <laughs> Carl Winslow. Winslow. From Family <laughs> Matters. Well, I mean, we, you you and your fan theories, I'm pretty sure you know that everybody's saying like they're all the same character or related. Yeah. 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 I don't really have a whole lot more of uh, anything on this film. Um, I did enjoy it. I don't like it as much as the first one. I think it has a whole special place in my heart. I remember seeing it a lot. This one played on TV a lot. I think it played more than regular Predator. If you caught it on TV today, would you just sit and watch it? Predator 2? Or you think it'd be more of a flip through, and if there's nothing else on, go back and watch it? Which, it's funny saying it like that, because nobody flips through channels anymore. Well, I'm, I wouldn't doom scroll through Netflix. I would just go. <laughs> but, I mean, I only have Hulu on TV. But, but long story short uh, of an answer... Um, there's a high probability I'd probably watch it, depending okay. on what else was going on. Um, I know Emily wouldn't want to watch it with me. <laughs> Tried to get her to watch Prey, and she said, no, thank you. She's very That's polite a, about it. Uh, when we were prepping for Alien, uh, the last one I told you I watched was Alien Covenant, because I tried to get through them all. And, and I asked today, I'm like, hey, you know, like I'm going to watch this. Do you want to? She's like, no. Like, didn't even think about it. She's like, why would I want to watch that? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like. It's a horror movie. I hate horror. I'm like, it's not a horror movie. I'm like, they're it's, more of like sci-fi. They're adjacent is what everybody calls Because I had it pulled up on my uh, Plex server. And she's like, look, right there, sci-fi horror. 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 No. She's like, I'm not watching it. I'm like, all right, I'll go to another room. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I'm lucky to have the man cave for me to come and watch. I have a basement. Movies. A completely unfinished basement well, where just add another room to your house. the rafters are seven foot, so like it's right at my head. Yeah, I've been in your basement. <laughs> I've thought about putting plywood like, up. My old basement was like was like oh, yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought about putting plywood up just to cut down on like cobwebs and stuff. But I noticed the more I'm down there, because my 3D printer's down there, laser engraver, wood shop, and lately that's where I've been going to edit these. I, I do what you said. You have to take a little space heater down and just yeah, huddle up in my damp corner. I told her I was going to drywall it, and she's like, why? Because our basement gets damp. Get a French drain like we have in ours. Oh, we have we have one. Yeah, and we have two yeah. sump pumps. It still gets damp. Apparently, our property we is have two as well. right in the middle of a natural spring, so we're screwed no matter what wow. we do. Speaking of being screwed, how would you like to be dropped from a freaking plane in a place you have no idea where you're going? You just wake up free fall. Ah! After you're done playing a piano, be kind of crazy, right? Do I have a parachute? Well, I mean, you're going to... Keep hitting a button like you do, and hopefully it works. You don't know if it works. Okay. Uh, yeah, no matter what you answered there, the answer was no thank you. <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> well, that is the premise. You have a pianist who ends up being killed by predators. No, I'm just That's kidding. That's the whole movie. <laughs> whole movie. No, uh, we're going to jump Legend. into... Sorry, buddy. <laughs> we're going to jump into Predators from 2010, uh, directed by Nimrod Antal, who also did Vacancy with Luke Wilson. Very great movie. Kate Beckinsale. Good horror movie. Great horror movie. Um, written by Alex Litvak and Michael Finch, produced by Robert Rodriguez, who was in talks to direct it, decided to just stick around as the producer. Uh, score is done by a new person this time, Job Debney. Debney? John Debney? Anyway, he did The Passion of the Christ and some other flicks. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Mel Gibson thought, you know, you're good enough for my movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's pretty... There's a lot of actors in this one, you know, with the group oh, of yeah. people. This had a very uh, stand-up cast to it. Um, so I'm not just I'm not going to run through everybody, but our main guy is Adrian Brody, who was in The Pianist. Which there's all my jokes. That that's why I was making jokes. 
um, pretty much uh, a bunch of really good killers uh, from different areas of the world uh, are airdropped like you're playing Fortnite into uh, is that was that what happens you get loot from Fortnite so they airdrop things never played it no either, either have I okay I've just seen kids play it here and there anyway they get airdropped onto this uh, planet and uh, they start getting killed uh, by predators and there's other aliens and it's called predators which it's kind of a double thing because there's a bunch of predators and these people are predators themselves. Diving into the rest of the cast, just throwing some names out there to give everybody a, a little idea. So thankfully, like you said, they were dropped in. It was an alien planet. So the cast stays small. So we don't have to know a hundred different people. And here. luckily somebody shoot didn't open. So, I mean, that is, that is true. One less person we had to. And as you said, uh, you know, they're being dropped in on the planet. And it just who happens to be an alien planet. So thankfully, the cast is kept pretty tight. Uh, looks like we've got Adrian Brody as Royce, a mercenary, and our film's protagonist. So if you don't know what that means, he's the main character. Alice Braga playing Isabel. Topher Grace as Edwin. Walter Goggins as Stans. Oleg Taktarov as Nikolai. Lawrence Fishburne as Nolan. Danny Trejo as Tuchilo, and God, I don't know how to pronounce that name, Mahershala Ali as Mambasa. Oh, that's the future blade. That is. I was that's just going to say that. And you got uh, Louis Azawa Chanchian as Hanzo? I don't have that one. Yeah. Well, he's there. He's there. He's the one that fights the predator in the field. <laughs> Freaking chat GPT, man. Chat GPT, man. They, they're not. There's a plugin that never got installed. Uh, you might want to check its drivers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we do f basically find out that every single one of these people are in some way a killer. Serial killers, inmates. Well, you know. Yeah. I mean, we have, what, snipers, mercenaries, death row inmates, Russian special forces, Mexican cartel enforcer. I guess you can guess who that is. Yes. Yeah. Danny Trejo. An RUF officer, which I forget what that stood for. It was like um, the. It's something to do in Africa. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Topher Grace's Edwin, the completely out of place doctor who is later revealed to be a completely psychotic serial killer. And the Yakuza member that Chad BD thought wasn't important enough to have in the movie. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Because he talked too much. But he did, though. He did. He did. He did. So we get Adrian Brody as Royce. Robert Rodriguez decided he did not want an Arnold type guy. He wanted uh, a more military, actual reality-based look, which I agree with. You know, when I was in the military, only the lieutenant looked like Schwarzenegger, and he went to the gym all the time. But mostly, a lot of guys look more like Adrian Brody, kind of tall, slim. You know, and he, look, Adrian Brody got shredded for this. Like, he was a little bit intimidating there towards the end. I was like, damn, I didn't think uh, the pianist had it in him, but I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I Like, I'm looking at but like, I don't know, because you're like, <laughs> well i think the only uh, logical place to go from here is they all dropped in on the planet and the very first thing that they encounter is not a predator it's a freaking like hellhound demon dog predator dog thing which i think is similar to what shows up in another entry uh, all i could think was like no i i don't want that thing in my life yeah well because yeah, you see all these crates you know what are all these different creatures and one of my kind of beefs with the movie is I wanted to see more of the other creatures. Oh, yeah. And even the humanoid uh, bipedal one that's running, the CGI for that part in particular, I didn't think was very great. It was very quick. It was, I wanted to see more of it. I wanted it to be, maybe it was budget concerns. Maybe it was time constraints. I don't know. But I wanted to see more of these other creatures. Now, by the end, you would think there'd be a sequel 
so you could see more of these things um as of now we haven't got that sequel well see that's what i originally thought was going to happen like i mean we do find out that these dog creatures are uh i guess you'd say maintained by one of the predators one of the you know, tracker like predator yeah, like with the hounds you go duck hunting yeah you know or fox hunting you take See, a dog i with thought you. it I, I don't like that it was just for the most part people i thought it was going to be like a huge variety of creatures set out may the best survive it and whatever does survive is what we're going to fight it would have been pretty slick and pretty cool to have maybe instead of lawrence fishburne which i feel like his role could have been recast here i wasn't really big on his role maybe they could have had like an alien-ish you know some sort of like just go the star trek route give them some nose ridges or something have an alien yeah you know like oh i've been here for so long and yada yada and i'm from this planet and they're like oh shit weaver yeah yeah dude there you go (laughs) there you go that would have been uh pretty cool uh yeah so yeah these guys go traipsing around they're getting hunted you find out that not only are they being hunted though there's a warring uh faction issue going on between two predators you see like the more regular predator, or the predator from like predator one, predator two, those type more species is strung up and uh, he's gotten his ass whooped. Apparently he's getting bullied, getting swirlies. I don't know. Um, and the other predators are really doing the, the main hunting here. So yeah, there's like, I think three or four different, almost like classes of predator. Right. Uh, and, like yeah. the one, you the one, if you look closely actually has, it looks like the mandible or the jaw. Of, it, it is a mandible of, of, a, the, of an alien, of a it xenomorph. Is, it is. Yes, the four Predators, uh, one of them was played by Derek Mears, uh, Kerry Jones, and Brian Steele. Derek Mears uh, also played Jason in the Jason in the Friday 13th remake, Hills Have Eyes, so he's he's well-versed in this stuff. You get the classic Predator, Tracker Predator, Falconer Predator, and Berserker Predator. Uh, Mears plays the cross, classic Predator, who's uh, strung up. Steele plays the Berserker and Falconer. Uh, two of the larger predators hunting humans, and uh, the Berserker Predator is identified by a xenomorph mandible attached to its helmet and faces off against Royce in the climax. Wow. I love saying climax. <laughs> uh, I will also say that, unfortunately, Kevin Peter Hall did not come back for this movie because he did pass away the year after Predator 2 uh, due to a horrible car accident at the age of, I think it was 35, I think it said. That sounds about right. Uh, he had to have a blood transfusion, and he actually contracted HIV from the transfusion, which ultimately led to his very early death. So, sadly, he was unable to uh, reprise his role for obvious uh, reasons. Yeah, but, I mean, that is unfortunate, but I think that the guys that they did get in here are still big. I mean, Derek Mears, I do believe, is either seven foot or close to seven foot. He's a big guy, so... I think they all did pretty well. They're all imposing. I mean, as the Berserker player, uh, the, the dude that played him was done very well, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and I will also say we do finally get to see an actual, like, social hierarchy. Uh, you do really get to get an, uh, like a wolf pack. And well, you get to see an understanding of, like, of these four different uh, predators or what jaws. Yowcha. 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 <laughs> Uh, we could see, like, you know, there's definitely someone in command, someone who's lower rank. I mean, this definitely lets us play off of the uh, the whole caste system, which is, you know, the more of a, a social hierarchy, like I said. True. It's, normally, it's passed down through families. Like, certain families hold almost like a, a royalty state or status, and it continues throughout uh, offspring until that bloodline I didn't ends. really notice a lot of the hierarchy in there. I mean, other than Berserker being number one, I felt like it was more of another squad. Like, okay. Cause usually it's one predator versus somebody or against a group. And here see, you get I, the different ones. See, I saw it where as one's like, the recon guy. Yeah. One's the muscle, you know, one's kind of crazy. 
You know, it's yeah. I really like that take. It's on like it. the A team of the Predators. <laughs> I like that take on it because originally I saw it as like that was a, a different family unit, and that the one they had strung up was of a completely different house, almost like House Targaryen. Love me some dragons. So that's a that's a neat take on it. I like that. Yeah, just came to me actually. Didn't even absorb that when I watched it. Whoa, whoa. So the realization that everyone's there because. They're kind of considered a predator in their own right. It really drives home the idea that maybe the predators aren't the monsters after all. Like it pushes the idea of well, maybe humanity has its own version of a of a monster when you think about it. Because every one of them is in some way a killer. Yeah, and they're not nice. They're not nice, no. and that's kind of what I. This is a mean movie. Oh yeah, and I appreciate oh, there's yeah. mean Royce. You get this guy's be he's your hero. He's supposed to take care of things. He's not a nice dude. No, he tells people to fuck off. He's, he puts he puts them into he uses them as bait. He's a very self serving type person. Yeah, it's uh, it really shows what humanity. And leave it to the Soviet guy. Like he was like the dude that sort of had heart for a minute. You know, yeah, that, that'll teach you. <laughs> you got you can't be a nice guy, man. I mean, even Lawrence Fishburne, he like. His character just like that whole part of it just annoyed me though. It's one of the, the I don't really that's it's not that I didn't like that part. I just wished it wasn't Lawrence Fishburne. I think somebody mm. else or something else could have brought that better. Like you've then been there for ten years. I understand been scavenging, but like I, I don't know. I, I it could have been handled better. I don't know. I'm not a professional writer here, but I think well, it could so have been if handled you're better. unfamiliar with what we're going on about right now, Lawrence Fishburne plays a another human who was from a previous. He was in Fortnite drop. He's an astronaut guy, I guess. Yeah, and he survived. And he survived on this planet for however long. And they come across him. He invites him into his home. And then out of nowhere, he just turns on him and steals their supplies and tries to kill everybody. Yeah, because that's how he survived for 10 years. He's scavenged. Instead of right. getting people together to find a craft, which is Royce's plan, to get the hell off the planet, he's like, no, I'm just going to stick it out and kill everybody I see. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought that whole part was just very unneeded I, I didn't like it at all yeah i agree i did like how they cause a small explosion which gets the attention of the predators and then lawrence fishburne he's like come on big dog and then dead yep just dead yeah that's pretty much what i didn't like about it i didn't like the i wanted more creatures less lawrence fishburne other than that i know it sounds like i'm being a little dour here but i really like this movie it's it's higher up on in the list for me what are a few things that you liked about it what do i like about the movie Oh, uh, I think it's, you know, another good flip of the script. Um, we place, you know, these people are in an alien hunting preserve. They're not in a city. The predator is in, in your neighborhood. You're now in his neighborhood. You know, it used to be like, oh, we're going to send Jason to space or Leprechaun to space. Like, we don't know what else to do. But I feel like this franchise has, can, whether better or worse in some entries, I think they've found ways to innovate. And I, I think mm. it's innovative here. We've touched on it a hundred times already here, but bringing human dangerous predatory type people you're like yeah we've taken on special forces guys but what if we take like a whole entire variety and try to hunt them in our own backyard which does give them a little bit of an advantage i guess um but i think yeah, the but... yaucha must have done some heavy surveillance because how did they know that tover grace was a serial killer i mean our, our stupid humans couldn't figure it out apparently i mean he was still walking around free yeah but true. man do they have like their own columbo their own perry mason yaucha well, <laughs> like, how they, well, how do they know that uh, that the one dude was death row inmate? Like, how'd they get him? Not how'd they know, but how'd they get him? It, it's one they of the things that I wish they would explain or... a little bit more. And maybe yeah. they do try to in the next one about how intelligent they are. But I, I don't know. For this one here, which, you know, was way before 
the next one we're going to talk about, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, am I mad that Walter Coggins was in this? Walton Coggins? I'm going to say his name right eventually. I've noticed I've been saying it wrong lately. No, I'm not mad at all because the dude's amazing. He's an awesome actor. And I love when he jumps on the one prior dude and starts stabbing him in the neck. <laughs> just like, come on, bitch, come on. <laughs> he just doesn't care. And that's, I think that's what somebody would really do. I think there are some reality-based reactions here. Yeah, but like you said, it's still a very depressing movie because even if they win, they don't win. They're not going anywhere. They're just there for round two. I mean, there is a lot of crates to drop at the end. Yeah. But Royce, I believe he's going to, he could, he could, I could see him popping up somewhere else. I wish they would have brought him back or maybe we'll bring him back. I, I hope that's still open somewhere. Robert Rodriguez and Adrian Brody have both said they are and have been open to coming back. Now, this was before we got two sequels, but they said that they, they would definitely come back for something to do. So one thing I did really like about this movie is how overall, the overall atmosphere is just a lot brighter. Like, it's not night, it's daytime. All the time, daytime. Well, yeah, I mean, but still. <laughs> like, no, it's just a green. Yeah, it's during the day. That's like, the even the, the first is, Predator, most of it was daytime, yeah. but the big main battle took place at night. Second movie, it was just this dark, gritty city where most of it felt like it might as well have taken place at night. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one does get dark eventually, but most of the movie, yeah, like 80% is during the day. Right. Most of it, though, is brighter. Like, you get a more visual of exactly what they look like, exactly what is going on. Well, what... they, I don't think they need to be as hidden in this one. It's their backyard. Well, that's true. That is true. I mean, They're not like... They don't really use camo nearly as much either. No, well, I mean, think about the first one. It's, it's camouflaged. It does, I mean, it has the cojones to go out there and kill people, but it does see that people have machine guns. There's cannons. You know, the second one, there's futuristic. Well, Danny Trejo sub- drops him with two machine guns in his hands. Well, he's Danny Trejo. I mean, well, it's, yeah. it's just the way it works. You know, Desperado. But I mean, this one here, they're, they don't have to worry about if they're seen on a military base. I mean, yes, they can take out like a squad, but can a predator take out like 50 armed soldiers? Probably not. True. Firing cannons at them and tanks, launchers. Yeah, all that stuff. No, but here they're like, they've already kind of stacked the odds in their favor and they know the terrain. They don't really need to sneak around. And the one dude, the Falconer, I mean, he's already got his little Falcon dude flying around. Yeah. The like little his drone. little silver hawk. Yeah. Silver hawks. What did you think of uh, the Yakuza guy? Literally katana sword fighting a predator. I think it was something that only seems ridiculous on paper. You think it's going to be ridiculous on screen, but it works. Now, because some, that's what he knew. That that was his... That is what he knew. Well, I mean, he picks up that sword and goes, this is really old. And you're like, oh, this dude's going to use this sword at some point. Like, he's got it, right? And you might think instantly, well, this predator's just... Because you, you're built up to think predators can just rip through anybody, right? Yeah. But these are like John wick Well, I mean, that's what we've seen so far, people, Yeah. So I think it makes perfect sense that this guy was able to kill the Predator. Now, he died too, but, I mean, they brought them here because they need to be a challenge. Right. They wouldn't just bring in Joe Schmo and say, oh, here's a samurai sword, see what you can do. Like, they knew that they put these people on the planet with the white wrap, with the correct weaponry, that they could possibly be killed. That's the challenge. So if somebody goes, oh, it's just silly that this dude killed the Predator with a samurai sword, first off, it wasn't that easy. And secondly, that's what he's there to do. That's the risk right. these Predators are taking. So, like, the first time I saw it, I did think it was kind of ridiculous. But going back and, like I said, my rewatch, it, even if it was a little ridiculous, it was incredibly entertaining. Even like, the Soviet guy, I mean, you think, oh, man, he just got killed pretty quick. Yeah. But he has all those grenades. <laughs> I mean, and we've seen, I've seen that in a few movies before, but, like, they pulled that. It's like pulling the old hook and ladder in the football. You're like, oh, I wasn't expecting the, the end around here. Holy shit. And that predator wasn't expecting it either. Yeah. Like, 
you know, but that that's the risk. And that's this movie's just done differently. I think it's fast paced. I don't think it's a very boring movie. Sometimes these no. movies can get bogged down. Like it once it gets going, it get the whole chase thing through the waterfall and all that. It's it's a high intensity movie. Yeah, but like I said, it's very rewatchable I, for me. What I'd really want to see change though is a little more backstory to each character. Like I understand who each they, one if is. If they could have but if they eliminated three out, people, they could have done that. Oh, I think. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And like, even cut out the Lawrence Fishburne. I wish, but like, but like even him, we don't know that much about him. It was just like almost a throwaway character. I would have liked it if they'd have taken the time to even half of the main cast flush out who they were, how they actually got here. It's one of my big criticisms that I'll get to the next one, but I do mostly agree with you here because if you are going to give a shit if somebody's going to live or die, you have to have a reason. Yeah. You have to have some attachment to this character. Yeah. Just and, because the movie opened on uh, on Royce, that doesn't mean he should be the main character that we all love and care about. Yeah. I mean, I think they were banking on something like Danny Trejo. Like, you don't need to know his backstory because, like, if you're watching this movie, you probably know who he is and he's played a badass in every movie. Well, yeah. Uh, but some of the other ones, it would have been, I mean, yeah, the, the Russian guy shows his pictures of his kids. If they would have just slimmed it down by two or three characters, I think you well, like could you have said, got more. If they would just, allow, you know, got a little bit deeper on Edwin, how they find him, how they know that he was the one that they wanted to grab, like just little things like that, I think could have completely changed the, uh, the dynamic of the movie in a better way. Do you think only because you, you threw out here earlier about, um, him playing Carnage, I mean, not Carnage, my, my apologies. Easy people, easy. Him playing Cletus Cassidy. That was off mic. Off mic, was it? Well, yeah. either way, um, in the Spider-Man, that really awesome Spider-Man 3, wouldn't it be uh, the Predators bringing in some symbiotes? <laughs> Do you think they've tried to hunt those yet? Do you think they just gave up? <laughs> like, you know, that works Maybe good. they grabbed Edwin, whose real name was... Eddie? Yes, thank you, Eddie Brock. From Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Edwin? Eddie? I mean, could be. But he doesn't have a symbiote, so he's worthless here. I do want to know, how did he know exactly what that flower is? I mean, the, Alice, her character says, um, it's now, not her character name, but she says she, the topography is wrong. She's been in 100 jungles. She doesn't recognize these type of plants and trees. He, like, instantly knows what this flower is. Isabel. Isabel. Um, and he... He he has a scalpel with him, and so see, that's the thing. Was he is he a doctor that is also a serial I, killer? I think he's a serial killer doctor. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's just carrying around a scalpel though. Well, the like, way he's wearing regular clothes. Dexter did. Yeah, I I would have rather seen Dexter Morgan in here. Dude, could you imagine that? Dexter have been like, I, I think Dexter Dexter could have done some shit. If man. They would have made this movie with pop culture people we already know about. <laughs> could you imagine that? <laughs> oh like, yeah. Instead of Royce, it's John Wick. Well, you listen, you can't get Dutch. Well, Dutch Shaver's already in one, but you can't get, you know, Arnold from Commando and you can't get Rambo and you can't get John Wick and John McClane. It would have been funny to see John McClane and uh, Martin Riggs up in here, though. <laughs> oh, gee, uh, John McClane would have found a car somewhere to throw at a predator. <laughs> like it would have. He, he would have invented a car to throw at a predator. <laughs> and at the very end of the movie, you just see Alan Rickman still falling off of the building. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. What a great actor. So, yeah, I mean, so that, you know, that's pretty much what this movie is. Just throw it out there. If you could throw one random person into a situation like that from any any form of media, would they survive and who would it be? Example, uh, Tom Lee. Hardy's Eddie Brock with symbiote thrown into it. Would he survive type of thing? Bruce Lee. Really? Bruce Lee? Yeah, Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Come on. It's fucking Bruce Lee, man. Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, he's going to dodge the lasers and... 
Comanches can do it. Um, He's going to catch the laser, <laughs> like an arrow. He's just going to grab it. Oh, Chuck Doris. I mean, he just lift his <laughs> beard and just punch the laser with his second fist. It's a beard fist. So let's, uh, you want to go to the behind the scenes here or you just want to keep rambling? Uh, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I have here, this film was intended to be a sequel uh, and originally distanced itself from, a, from the AVP movies that come out uh, now, and Predator 2. Only one AVP came out before this one, right? I don't know. I was just reading off oh, okay. the tidbit. I, I think they both out at this point or maybe the second one's about to come out. Oh, uh, <clears throat> side note, 6.4 out of 10. 6.4 out of 10. Well, it should be higher. I mean, it does show the Predator with Xenomorph Manable. I did say that. Um, the film was supposed to have a cameo by Dutch. They tried to get Schwarzenegger back again. Never came to fruition. Howard Berger, who worked in the original film, and Greg Nicotaro of uh, Future Walking Dead fame, took over Creature Effects. Uh, they brought back the original design for the Yautja, and they decided to create a new tribe as well as other alien species. It's been said that director Shane Black of the sequel, The Predator, that this film takes place before this film, but after Predator 2. But there's like no concrete timestamps anywhere but i mean if the behind the scenes people were intending it to be set there and shane black who did the one after confirmed it i believe it to be true so it's kind of chronologically not exactly where you think it would be in my i thought like maybe this would be after the predator but but it's not i already said that uh brody and uh rodriguez would do a sequel but who knows if that's the case anymore overall i dug this movie i think it's rewatchable i think it's fun i think it's fast i think it has energy and maybe I care more about the characters die because I've rewatched it a few times. The African soldier, he doesn't last long. Danny Trejo, unfortunately, doesn't last long. But it does show how dangerous this world was. Oh, absolutely. I was never a huge fan of Adrian Brody before this movie. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan now. And I'm like going like really, really looking for his movies. But his character here was just rough and tumble. And, and I enjoyed it. I liked how just gruff he was in the swearing and just meanness. It really stuck with me for this film. And any final thoughts? Uh, only fa- yeah, only final thought I really have is that my favorite scene. Ah, favorite that scenes. Is, I might have forgot to do this part. Go ahead. The very, very end, um, when you think everything's finally resolved, and then they see all the cages dropping uh, from the sky to the planet, and it's literally like saying, hey, the game is about to begin again. They have no time to rest. They have no time to recoup. They have, like, what? minutes until these cages hit the ground and the next round is up and we don't know if that's gonna be humans we don't know if that's gonna be aliens i would have liked to see a sequel to this movie like a direct sequel following them for sure i completely agree and i did have one thing here that if you pay attention you do see at one point there's like a a pile of skulls and they range from modern day human all the way back to like neanderthal oh that's awesome how did i miss that part i mean maybe i just i don't know there's so much awesome the scenery in this movie well, is really cool too. That's what I said sense. about the other movies as well. Like the first one, the audio effects I was saying about. It just seems like no matter how bad the movie is or good, they they put the detail into it. They take the time to weave the universe into well, well to weave the entry into the universe. They take the time the building to make it make sense. Now we'll get into it later, not tonight. Uh, we'll get into the next episode when we cover AVP. There's definitely some continuity issues, timelines that aren't exactly lined up the way they should yeah, be. Yeah, we got to call the TVA on this at one. At all. <laughs> but for the most part, I think that they, they did such a great job at building these. This is a universe, an alien as a universe. And if they could emerge them a little cleaner, I think we could have one heck of an amazing MCU of horror. Yeah, they, I, but, I would love to have a, a giant universe of that. And I know Universal tried to do it, but yeah. But yeah, that's that's my big 
takeaway on this movie. Overall, I would give it a personally probably a 7.5 out of 10. Not my favorite, but it is very, like you said, very entertaining. It's one of my favorite of the franchises. My favorite part that I forgot to mention, I liked it when Royce was not fooled by Edwin. You think he is for a second. You're like, oh, is he really that dumb? And he just turns around and stabs him like right through the face. He's like, I'm fast. Yeah. <laughs> kind of pulls like a Vin Diesel there for a second. Um, <laughs> and I did like the Predator on Predator fight. I thought it, it was definitely done better Family. than a future. Yeah. He's like, but I'm faster or something like that. Just <laughs> yeah. stabs him like right through the mouth, like right underneath the chin, just right up through and then drags him. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Yeah. And I like that scene. It just shows that like he was just he was a bad dude. He's a bad, bad dude. You would have been kicked out of Dutch Schaefer's unit for sure. Like you can't oh, yeah. be here. You can't be here, man. You're you, Yeah. Maybe maybe he wasn't a unit like that and got discharged. Maybe that's why he was angry and became a mercenary. Maybe he was questioned about it and then uh, never oh, really said why. Wait, so you're telling me that if we actually had some more backstory, we might know? That's what I'm saying. I mean, listen, Robert Rodriguez had written this script like 15 years before it came out or something like wow, that. that long ago. Yeah, like it had been gestating for a while. Jeez. But like I said, all in all, still a very entertaining movie. Uh, I mean, I'd say go watch it. I actually had this one placed number two on my list. I think we agreed on that. All right, so I think that that pretty much sums up. Yeah, I'm done. I'm the Predators. I'm done. Yes. On all of them? You're done? We're done. All right, well, yep. thanks for joining us, folks. Deuces. <laughs> Dos vidonias. I don't know what that means. You're right over there, cheese. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> so coming up next, uh, we fast forward ourselves. What year was that one? We are going to 2008. 2010. Yeah, oh, so that, we're, oh, we are jumping ahead eight years, like our eight years to 2018 for The Predator. Which takes place before Predators. Yeah, okay. Look, 5.3 out of 10. I think that that's generous. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my favorite of the franchise. This is my least favorite of the franchise. Now, that's not to say there isn't some parts I enjoy, but Look, overall, it's my play... least favorite. Anyway, this one's directed by Shane Black. We know who Shane Black is? We do. We do? What do we know about him? That he directed this movie. That he was also in the original <laughs> Predator movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he did Iron Man 3. Which is not my favorite Iron Man movie. It's my least favorite Iron Man movie, actually. So, I mean, Shane Black, great in the first Predator. Not sure he's a great director all the way. If you're not remembering, uh, Shane Black did play Rich Hawkins in the original Predator movie. He was the radio operator, and you know, he was the more lighthearted member of the group. The jokester. We, we see how far that got him. But it was really nice to see someone like that get brought back to actually create the movie because they have more of a personal tie to the franchise as a whole. And so we'll just run down the list real quick. We have Quinn McKenna, played by Boyd Holbrook, a former Army Ranger, who he's our uh, basically our main protagonist, the first encounter that ha you know with the Predator. Nebraska Williams, played by Trevant Rhodes. Again, I do apologize, everybody, if I'm butchering. Trevante this. Rhodes. Uh, he was a guy that I said should be a possible replacement for Kang. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Rory McKenna that is Quinn's son, played by Jacob Tremblay. Uh, we have Coyle, played by Keegan Michael Keane. I mean, Keegle Michael Key. Not, Stop doing Keegles, man. Key. Yeah, All I these know. Keegles. Keegan Michael Key, uh, a war veteran. Olivia Munn playing Casey Brackett. Thomas Jane as Baxley. Alfie Allen as Lynch. Sterling K. Brown as Will Traeger. Augusto Aguilera as Nettles and Yvonne 
Strahovski. Yvonne Strahovski from Dexter. Can, We're talk, it all comes back to Dexter, baby. I can never remember how to pronounce Yvonne Strahovski. Her name. But as uh, Emily McKenna, who is the former wife of Quinn, I always see her name, though, and I immediately think of Chuck. Yeah, that's that was her initial thing. Did yeah. you watch Chuck? I didn't. No, I know what it is, and I've seen like an episode, but I never. So I, I was doing other things at the time when it first came out. It came out around the same time Big Bang Theory did, and I followed Chuck more than Big Bang Theory, thinking, "Ah, I didn't realize it came out at the same time." I'm like, Big Bang's not going to make it, and then of course Big Bang went for like 15 seasons, and Chuck got like five. So right, I'd like to go back and watch it someday. It's like that was HD DVD versus Blu-ray. You know, sometimes you don't make the right choice. So I watch VHS. V- oh, oh, <laughs> laser disc. <laughs> gotta put that uh eight millimeter reel back up so yeah we're basically following uh quinn mckenna encounters the predator doesn't have any idea what it is he's part of a pts ptsd group and those are the members of the group that eventually join him in his escapade to that's a very quickly tailored plot synopsis yes Do you, i mean is it really worth getting into well okay so he's a sniper and uh yeah, and he reminds everybody he's a sniper a lot, and he's a badass. In the very beginning, he almost yeah, well, gets he, he's run only, over. He ends by up the... with the PTSD guys because he's thrown onto a bus and going to be sent somewhere. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, and like the first one, kind of mirroring it though. This one does open with a spaceship coming to Earth, but in a completely different manner. This ship is actually being chased by another ship being shot at. Well, it's, it's cool that it shows the predators have portal ability. Yes, like yes. either a jump drive slash portal ability. Well, it, it almost like, looked because like, I just rewatched this one today, just because, like we said, this is the bottom of my list. I'll just put that out there right now. Uh, this one, hundred percent, had the least impact on me, so I rewatched it today to get a, a refresher. And it almost looked like he like shot something out that ripped open space, and as he flew through it, it sealed up again. Yeah. So yes. it, it was definitely some type of uh, interdimensional or inner like teleportation thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it just shows that they they have that their spaceships aren't just fast, like, but they can like, hop, skip, and jump around. Extremely advanced, extremely advanced. Yes, and we also don't know who's chasing him. No, I mean, it looks sort of similar. I mean, on the rewatch, it makes more sense, but initially, yeah. you don't know. But I'm going to be very clear at the very jump here. There's a lot about this movie that doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of spaghetti thrown at the wall on this one, and unfortunately, I think a lot of it doesn't stick. I don't even think they had spaghetti. They just said, hey. Well, they, might, sh- they probably just would have cgi Let's use chat it. GPT to write a movie yeah. because we know it leaves out important details. You want to just jump in to what we don't like about this movie and get that over with? Well, that's because... all I have written down. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I know, have, I, there's stuff I like. I have favorite scene, TBD, to be determined because wow. I, I literally could not think of one. Well, obviously glaring CGI. Oh, CGI yeah. predators, they decided to use more motion capture and things in this one. Than practical effects so you get a regular predator and then you get like a 10-foot predator and they're fighting and they're going through cinder blocks and it looks messy it doesn't look very clean the uh dogs from the future but back previous installment all right i'll stop doing the whole time warp thing here but anyway the devil dog dudes come back and uh they don't look that great the the demi dogs demi dogs stranger things yeah um one of them gets shot in the head and it just magically makes it a nice dog now yeah, I yeah, I I don't know. I think Rottweilers and any other beasts that have been knocked around quite heavily doesn't all of a sudden make them nice animals. No. And then it falls around like it's Air Bud and wants to play basketball or something. I don't know. It's playing fetch with grenades. 
that listen i i enjoyed that they took a swing with a lot of comedy here but a lot of it like that stuff just doesn't work see, here what i hate they can't right decide now, if it's funny or if it's not what's that saying like what i hate is that you're saying all this and it sounds like you're just cracking jokes but these are actual things that happen in the movie the, unfortunately i wouldn't write like somebody said oh what predator movie should i watch i'd be like well you could probably watch them all but you won't be missing anything if you skip this one yeah it doesn't really mm-hmm. bring a whole lot new to the table other than convoluted stuff like now they're they talk about the mixing human DNA and other DNA or now somehow connected to them, but they don't really, they don't give any certain plot point in this movie enough time to gestate and develop. Like they kind of just no. rush through things. Yeah. And you just, I mean, at one point a main character has on a shoulder cannon and he's taking out dudes and then he blows his own head off out of nowhere. And then that's it. Like nobody reacts. It's not, I didn't laugh. I was just like, Oh, well, I guess that main yeah. character's gone now. It was a why moment. Like, yeah, why, well, why it didn't make happen? any sense. Nope. Well, that's just like when, in the beginning, when he first, uh, he's messing around with the, what'd you call it, like the, a bracer. The gauntlet bracer, yeah. yeah. It, it, like, attaches to his forearm, and he can't take it off. It's it's part of him now. Like, it doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense. And I like how he wants to, he instantly understands that somehow this little ball this that they took from Harry Potter, uh, the golden snitch, it makes you turn invisible, so he doesn't want it, so he eats it, so that, you know, obviously, they, they won't take yeah. it from him when he's arrested. But he just instantly knows how these things work. Yeah. I guess that's why no he, oh, the, the kid got all his brains. It wasn't from his mother, it was from him. No, not yeah. even that. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> so the whole point of that, like, because the kid's able to use the helmet, and the kid's able to, like, understand the technology, it's because he's autistic. The movie pushes really hard that... Autism is the next form of human evolution, that it's a more advanced way of thinking, essentially. They got and a lot of beca- backlash for this. And that, yeah, because of that, that they can control this alien tech, that they're so much smarter. And I, look, look, I'm a sensitive person. I'm not trying to be an ass. But in, in, in some respects, sure. But alien tech suddenly, like, you magically know everything about it? No. No, I, I understand that this generation, autistic or not, is very good with technology. Yeah, we've we've talked about that in previous podcasts, and and I don't have any real life, real world experience with autism. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it put in TV shows and movies. Um, but there was a lot of parents that had watched this movie that were not happy, and I don't know the specifics, but apparently it's just like insensitive. And to just say this kid who's a little bit different, who's on the spectrum, at the very end, before I even get to the part that I hate the most, this kid is now just working in a government facility. Hand in hand with all these scientists. First off, that's not how the military works. It's not how military intelligence yeah. works. It's I hate when you see that stuff in movies. It's, it's like, it, oh, this this eight year old's a hacker. He's now going to be working for us. No, 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 no. Um, and then it le- leads to what I think is the worst scene is the predator killer suit. Oh, dude. So I guess Michael Bay decided, or somebody said, hey, Michael Bay, you want to come direct a scene of this? It could be like your Transformers and Teens Ninja Turtles. We can do some of that here. We need some of that magic. Come yeah. on. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I have right here. Right, the final line. Right above favorite scene, it says, note, I hate the Predator Killer armor idea completely. Yeah, like, you should like, just what? wear a Super Shredder suit instead. I, it's, it's a, <laughs> I hope they got one in a 41 long, Bubba. And then the movie just ends. What? Now listen, Boyd Holbrook is a gem. I he was good in Logan. He was good in yeah. Primeval of Justified. You know, the one they just did in Detroit. He is I, I've 
I don't know if I talked to you about it, but he's in the, the newest Indiana Jones. The guy is like quietly becoming like a really good villain type dude. Maybe I just expected him to be a sort of a bad guy here because it's been so long since I'd seen it um, that I'd seen his villainous roles after. But like even he couldn't really save some of the stuff they were doing with him. Now, that's not to say there isn't good parts. There is. I'll get to the good parts. But man, there's a lot of bad that outweighs the good in this movie. It's it, it, it's a hot mess. It is fun. Like you can just have it on in the background, I guess. But if I was slipping through channels, Josh, I would flip past it. I'd be like, well, there's I just go down and grab my DVD and watch the original. This doesn't even feel like a Predator movie to me. No, it's more of a human movie with a yeah. couple of Predators, two Predators thrown in, who all of a sudden decides because this kid has autism, not only is he smart enough to do everything, but now he's the he's the prey. Yeah. Yeah, he's the ultimate prey, and he's going to give him a five-minute head start, this eight-year-old kid. Yeah, that he's the one that the Predator's actually after because he's so advanced. No. It, it doesn't make sense. But don't worry, a small predator came to the Earth to save humanity and give him the predator suit because he knew that all these new 10-foot predators were just going to... Whatever. And their long game is because they, they want to slowly weed us out so they take our planet over? Then why would they want to slowly do it? Just wipe us out. Yeah, I mean, they're, if their one little gauntlet bomb can level... What did somebody say? 30 city blocks or something worth of forest jungle or something is roughly what they said more in the movies. I think in Predator 2, they say, yeah, then what the, their weaponry come on. They can hop, skip and jump through time and space, you know, because that's how physics work. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's stupid. But let's talk about the things we did like Zach, that or Josh. Or real you quick, got more? Though, that doesn't. Who am I? What? Zach, Josh. I don't know. But that doesn't even touch on All the fact that. All humans look the same. <laughs> that doesn't even touch on the fact that like Olivia Munn's character is a scientist. They're experimenting. Like they're trying to work with the genetics of a predator they have captured. And Why? That's my big question for this whole movie is why? Why Why did you do this? What purpose does that serve? Where's the end game? There just isn't one. There isn't. There really isn't. So, I mean, all right, we've been pretty, pretty mean here, but uh, let's, let's jump into what we did like. Is there anything that you did like? No, God, please. No, no. Oh man. Okay. I will have to say the only thing I think I actually liked about this movie was when the predator wakes up on the table and just slaughters that's my favorite scene in the movie the, all the scientists and breaks out like <laughs> yeah and olivia nunn takes all this time to get naked and go down into like the little glass thing yeah to, to re-enter but it's already too late but then obviously he doesn't kill her because she doesn't have any weaponry it was nothing more than a hey we need you to show some skin because you're a really big name yeah. and people think you're attractive but we're going to do it in a pg-13 esque way yeah. and i think it's i think these are all rated r but but they still, like yeah, you said, because only one movie shows and actual think, movies. Yeah. So, and, you know, it wasn't her. Speaking of Olivia Munn, I did like some of the character interactions between. Sorry, lost my train of thought. No, <laughs> no, there's. Listen, Tom Jane played the Punisher. They bring him in here. I think that's a pretty cool choice. Alfie uh, Allen. Is that his last name? Alfie Allen? He, he was pretty big in Game of Thrones. He was huge in Game of Thrones. Yeah, Alfie Allen. Yeah. Yep. So, obviously, he's there. So, to bring some stars in here. I did like when Tom Jane and Key die. I like their scene. Their best friends, supposedly more best friends, don't really go fully into detail there, but they put each other out of their their slow dying misery, you know, because the way they were about to get killed was pretty wicked. You know, I, I thought there was a lot a lot of comedy in here. I'm not going to say this movie isn't funny. Oh wow! So there's I'm, a lot of really good jokes. I'm going through IMDb right now just so I can, you know help you with names if you need it and i didn't realize that, that thomas jane that he's the one from the mist yes i i didn't put that 
two and two together until this exact moment. Really? I feel really dumb now. Oh, well, I mean... If you haven't seen The Mist, we won't spoil it for you, but don't. (laughs) Yeah, just, no. It was just a horrible experience watching it, and I I will say this, without getting into any detail, no spoilers, all I'm going to say real quick is the ending of The Mist is probably the maddest I've ever been at the ending of a movie. Oh, definitely my top five, for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so like I said, comedy. A lot of good comedy here. A lot of good jokes. Um, They tried to do some good action. Didn't really go that well. And it does look like yeah. Olivia Munn was coming off of this semi-fresh right off of X-Men Apocalypse as Psylocke. That was what, in 2016, that, and this was in 2018. Yeah. yeah, but she was coming right off of, uh, you know... Well, she was also just in Magic Mike as well. Oh, okay. That'll do it. Yeah. So, is there anything else that we can really say about this movie that doesn't make us sound like horrible human beings? I mean, oh. CGI was incredibly flakely. Uh, flaky. Flakely, yeah, that's, that's about... That's <laughs> the how film's this... direction was just... There wasn't one. Like I mean, it was a compass sitting on top of a magnet. It was going all over the place. There was nothing about this well, movie that really had any solid direction whatsoever. No, it was a bunch of just wild the, dogs running The coolest thing about the movie, in my opinion, other than the Predator breaking out, was the camaraderie that you see of the PTSD soldiers. How they just, they didn't know each other for the most part, and they just pick up to help one another. Yeah. And I, I did, I like, did their, like that. They see the the Yaucha running across the uh, the buildings, and they're like, whoa, was <laughs> that? And they just like, yeah, fuck it, let's go with it. Yeah, <laughs> Like, yep. we believe the guy now. Like, he's not crazy. Like, and they just go with it. The only really behind-the-scenes stuff I could get here was some of the stuff we've kind of been talking about. But it says, after the film was not received very well, two people chimed in about it. Boyd Holbrook said... I just think the first one, Predator, caught lightning in a bottle, and with people wanting to do more, maybe you should have just let a sleeping dog lie sometimes. What does he mean by that? So he said, basically, maybe we shouldn't have made this movie. Oh, fair enough. Uh, And director Shane Black uh, also said um, that he's not going to blame other people for it. He's like, I'm not going to take the road of blaming anyone, including the studio, for a failed movie. We tried something different, and in retrospect, taking the finger... On the pulse, I guess we just didn't have that finger. So, I mean, he took, you know, takes a lot of blame here. And basically, they kind of, everybody admits maybe this wasn't that great of a movie. Because it was hyped up like it was, we're doing something completely different here. When I heard this was coming out, you know, I, I loved Predators. So I was like, oh, right. Maybe we're getting something, a sequel to that in a way. I heard Tom Jane was going to be in it. Benicio Del Toro was supposed to be the Boyd Holbrook character. Okay. Um, but he got replaced because of issues shooting another role somewhere. Now they did talk, say it, but I think I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of him. Yeah. Um, I did like his movie with Tommy Lee Jones, though, where they teach each other how to like kill each other. That was pretty cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was again talked to to return, <laughs> but he didn't come back because the, he said the role they were going to give him was going to be too small. Oh dear. Yeah, that's all I have for it. So what do you got? So I have one small, almost alternate ending that I found. It was down a very deep rabbit hole that I'm so glad they didn't do. Oh, is this the? the yep. Okay, I thought You're about prob- putting it in here, but I was like, I bet you, Josh. And I, his I'm gonna guess that found- we're we're talking yep. about the same thing right now. So apparently, there were three different endings originally shot for the Predator. They were all variations of the Predator Killer, and one of them involved a Predator Killer. Uh, Think of it almost like a cryo thing opening up. And you would see Ripley with a breathing mask laying down inside of it. Yes, Sigourney Weaver from Alien that she was the predator killer. 
thank you for not doing this. Do you think they would have done like a Princess Leia well, they horrible said that they were face gonna... CGI? No, they said they were going to do it where you couldn't see a face at all. It was going to end with a, a zoom in on the name tag simply saying Ripley. And apparently Sigourney Weaver was quoted, let me see if I can find it here, saying that she wasn't happy with the film at all, first off, the Predator movie, and that due to the possibility of the crossover, quote, the reason I wanted my character to die in the first place, and she thought the concept, quote, sounded just awful. <laughs> so Sigourney Weaver, you were absolutely Sigourney correct. Sigourney Weaver, that would have been another, another point for Gryffindor. There I mean, you go. Sure, it would have a million percent solidified the the universes but first off the timelines would have been so completely out of whack yeah i'm sure somebody's done like a master timeline of when these all these are supposed to be going i mean people do so many deep dives they would have had to have done some type of time something or other well i mean we already sort of went through a time in alien of when ripley's born as opposed to covenant and prometheus yeah but that's the thing when ripley was technically born during like prometheus that's still hundreds of years after the events that are taking place right now in yeah. the predator so that would have shown that the predators can mess with time right <laughs> that would open a huge can of worms that no. did you see one more they were supposed to bring back like a newt newt was supposed to come back in here too along with no. Ripley. yeah they were supposed to yep they're bringing it <laughs> I, I why why bring this kid back but i have no Newt's idea dead well, they somehow got to her pod before. I mean, it, listen, they would have negated Alien 3 for me. I, I've been okay with that. <laughs> to me, this one right here is the Alien 3 of the Predator franchise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But I will. I mean, I'm not sure. If, it had some great acting. If it they were both just... on TV, which one would you watch? If Alien. you if you Alien 3. Go, absolutely. Alien, 3. Alien. Okay. Just because... I'm not going to cringe the entire time. <laughs> Alien 3 still had plenty of good you parts. You liked it better than I did, I think. It still had plenty of good parts to it. Um, I still stand very firm on what I said on our last episode, that Alien Resurrection can go, you know, jump in a hole. I know you you disagree, but... No, I was just thinking that uh, Alien 3 had the guy from Game of Thrones, and then this one had a guy from Game of Thrones. That's all. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, I would definitely, I'd watch Alien 3 over The Predator any day. Sure. The some have to really strongly think CGI, about CGI or not CGI even, but the uh, the overall like quality of video and stuff is it's it's better. It's more relatable because it's more current era. But I don't even have to think about it. I would absolutely watch Alien Three. But you're telling me you don't enjoy the part where the one guy got turned into Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Just as much as I enjoy the part of so you know sure you were earlier. If, yeah, if I could throw anybody onto a planet with the predators, Force Gump. Oh, I just kept running. Why uh, did you kill all those predators, Private Gum? Because they <laughs> shot at me. I, <laughs> You're the best goddamn soldier I've ever seen, Gum. I, I always joke about how I want to see somebody edit like Caesar in Fast and the Furious. We I, need Forrest Gump I on the see, Predator homeworld. I just want to see a scene where Royce is fighting the last predator and in the background you see <laughs> force gun run by jenny <laughs> just running through the jungle <laughs> jumped up and bit me <laughs> okay all right well we got to wrap up the predators man i mean predator the the pre- yes. i don't know it's the predator not any old predator it's the predator Moving on to what I feel is solid entry. Well, I, I'm gonna step We're gonna on, end a limb. This on a sweet note. Let's step on a limb and say that I think it is. Does the limb have a panther on it? My personal what? No. 
Well, the movie, they're on a limb with the Panther. I know. Now, uh, my personal opinion is I put this on par with the original Predator movie. Shots fired! Shots fired! Mm, I don't know about it being on par. We are it talking is, about... It, it's close to being in second. It's one of the... Uh, it's tied for second place, but I don't know if it's... I don't know. As I, good as I the put first it one. pretty high up there. We're talking about Prey. It just came out 2022. 20, it is a prequel based 300 years from... It's supposed to be 300 years ago from now. So you can assume 300 years before the first Predator movie. Yes. So... Yeah. Uh, we do follow... What's her name? Naru? Naru. Naru. Uh, a young Comanche girl who is a skilled warrior, skilled hunter. She's trying to make a name for herself in a world of very heavily men-dominated society and the Indian culture. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I don't know Jack about like Indian tradition. I'm Well, I have a little behind the scenes here that'll okay, shed a little bit of light here. Uh, but I will say that I, I just want to throw this out there right away. It's a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. I personally give it a nine and I think I gave the original predator nine to 9.5. So I will say second in my list, but it's still, if I had to see this or the original predator on TV, I would have a very hard time choosing probably flip back and forth between commercials, which again, anybody who actually remembers commercials realizes how old we are. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Uh, YouTube has 21 minute long commercials when you're trying to listen to a song. Who did you say it was? Middle. Tom Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty. Half of a Tom Petty, Tom Petty just stopped mid-song, and YouTube decided he was going to play me a 21-minute ad. Yeah. Who is this directed by? This is directed by Dan Trachtenberg, um, scored by Saren Schockner. She's done a bunch of video game stuff, Assassin's Creed. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think it made sense. I, I'd be when I was on deliveries today. I listened to the soundtrack all the way through. I, I for, really for prey for prey. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. It, it's it's really? definitely okay. different. I like that frontier sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like got that classic frontier sound, and it's it's just really good. Um, Amber Mid-Thunder, obviously, is the main girl. We didn't. I don't think he said her, her oh, name. No. We placed Naru. Just but, Naru. Yeah. You know I mean, like, that's that's her actress' name. Yes. Which I don't know that she was really in a whole lot before this. I mean, it looks like she was in... Legion. I was just going to say that Legion. Uh, yeah, actually, there's not a whole lot here, to be honest with you. Most of which are, like, small TV movies or TV series. A few shorts... Uh, so 4.0, 5.6 movies, and then Prey came in at 7.1. She's apparently in the new Reservoir Dogs TV series. Didn't know that. Reservoir Dogs has a TV series? Res Dogs. Res Dogs. No, it says Res Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs. <laughs> yeah, which I'm not sure. I don't know if there's... I've watched Res Dogs. I don't know if this... No, she is in it. Okay, because I do remember reading this this well, morning because I watched Prey this morning before it says work. She's Miss Matriarch, but it's spelled yeah, it's, like she's a ghost. She's it's a ghost. Oh, see, it's, it's yeah. spelled like a computer name. Like Mate is M eight. Yeah, it's it's weird. If it's the the character I'm thinking about, Red okay. Dogs is actually a really good Native American Joe. Really? It's it's funny. It's endearing. It's a shout out to that show. It just ended. Well, but I thought it said Reservoir great. Dogs. And yeah, I was like, they're, they're making more <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. She Mr. Pink or Black? Or... <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I'd say some stuff here, but my computer decided to uh, flip me on a whole different screen. So well, that's exciting. Uh, so let me go ahead and dive in here real quick while we wait for him to catch up. I caught up. I'm okay, here. never mind. Go ahead. Oh no! What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was just gonna go through the cast real quick. I only go have three it. members of the cast written down. Um, thank you, Chat GPT. Apparently, it only thought the important people. <laughs> uh, I have Amber Mid Thunder as Naru. She is the Comanche girl who we literally follow the whole movie dakota beavers as taub or tabe 
uh, Naru's brother. And then Dane, help me out here. Diligero. Thank you. That Diligero as the predator. Yeah. And you see the calves on him? Uh, so that I was reading dude, his calves were like massive. He was like a running back. I was reading that like I guess ninety percent of the predator and prey was practical costume, practical effects. Yeah, they did go back to it, and I greatly appreciate that. It looks that. so good. Yeah, they. I think they looked at that previous movie and said, <laughs> uh, "No." They looked at the movie before that because that one doesn't exist. That's in my vault of no. Well, uh, you went over the main people here. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, Native American actors here. Who played um, the dog? Coco uh, is the name of the dog, who wasn't supposed to be in the movie as much, um, but she was very energetic, and uh, the directors and behind-the-scenes guys were like, hey, this dog's pretty cool. So See, that's one of those relationships where I would have totally believed that Coco was the actual dog of uh, Amber Midthunder, again, the main character, because that there's such a tight relationship between that dog and that character. I would totally believe that she brought her own dog on set that day, 100%. Yeah, I feel like these people spent a lot of time getting to know each other. Everybody interacted as if they were part of a tribe. Yeah, um, like there's I'll, really tight camaraderie there. There, There is, and I, I'll go into a little bit more in the behind the scenes a little bit later on, but I, I think there's a, a good reason why that is. Um, so that, that kind of covers the cast. I think that the way they shot it was really beautiful, just stunning and beautiful. What do you, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I thought that they really uh, – they, they took great care to show not only – the uh, the Comanche tribe as like with respect to their traditions and their way of life, but they also really showed nature in a respectful way. They they just showcased the beautiful mountains and the the forests and the fields and animal life, and I just I thought it was incredibly incredibly nicely put together. Well, I guess the cinematographer Jeff Cutter uh, filmed it in an anamorphic format because uh, he wanted to better de- depict the vast locations, according to Wikipedia. Um, okay. and, and I think it really worked because it's very wide and it just shows the stunning. I mean, it's just shot up in Canada, uh, Calgary oh. and on uh, a Nakota Makes nation, sense. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cool because Amber Mid Thunder's father is part Nakota. Okay. Um, so she has Comanche, you know, heritage and, or maybe not Com- They chose Comanche because they're, they're fierce. Um, Nakotas aren't Comanche. They're, they're a different Indian tribe, but I think it's pretty cool that they were like, let's not just get a bunch of people that look a certain way and we'll get them to pretend, you know, like a, an Italian actor with a tear in his eye by pollution. Like, let's actually get some native Americans in here. Let's do this authentic and let's make this not bullshit. And they succeeded. Well, and that's some of the scenes that you hear them talking in the native tongue is actual Comanche, uh, dialogue. It's actual language. And I, I think I, I mentioned this to you before. Uh, this is the only full-length feature film to ever have an entire Comanche uh, dub over it. All the actors came back, and they did a full Comanche dub of the movie. And that's awesome. That's amazing. Because they and you will... can still stream that, too, on Hulu. You can choose. Oh, see, that's amazing. Yeah. I've never done it because I won't understand it. I think the Native American... But the fact that it's available is just phenomenal. The Native American mythologies, you know, there's quite a few of them. You know, this nation we live in is just... You know, history's horrible. You oh, know, yeah. what's happened yeah. in Canada happened here all, all over the world. And I think so much of that culture, which is so rich and diverse and amazing, is slowly disappearing. And I, I think when people take the opportunity, as they've done here, uh, to bring that back, and even shows like Outlander have done this too, to bring back and to say, hey, no, here it is. You know, we got some Killers of the Flower Moons coming out. I think these amazing people need to be highlighted more. You got shows like Res Dogs, you know, that's also done in... Um, they're the originators. They're the people who are here first, and, and I think they need to be given some love. So that's my feeling on it. 
So I always find it amazing that, like, you go overseas and you find castles and you find old buildings that they have history dating back to the, you know, 1600s or earlier. I mean, like Stonehenge and like, but then you come to America and the earliest thing most people think about is like mm, 1700s into 1776 when we became a country. They don't ever, most people, I'm not saying nobody, but most people don't ever actually think about pre-American civilization, pre-settlement, you know, pre... Pre-colonization. Yes. Yeah. Like, people don't ever think that... There were absolutely people here long before Columbus found the West Indies or America... This country's been whitewashed. Just for the the record, Americo Vespucci is actually the one who founded America, not Columbus. I've seen people on the street, and I I have not personally done this. I have asked people on the street, but I think you could go around and ask 100 people, where did America get its name? They wouldn't know that it was that oh, cartographer. No. They, they would have not no idea. All. No. That's just, there's a guy on YouTube who goes around asking people, like, you know, when was the uh, Declaration of Independence signed? And the, uh, 1985. Like, stupidest answers, but it's like, they actually don't know. Or my favorite is, when was the War of 1812? <laughs> Who's in the French? Was that... Who's in the French and Indian War? And people were like, the <laughs> Nazis? Uh, like, like, come on. There's a... Is our education system that flawed? I think people like, just listen. Shout out to a lot of teachers that really do try hard. They don't but, listen to us. <laughs> but you know, well, I mean, we might have somebody. We might have a YouTube listener that's a teacher. And if you are, keep doing your hard work because you're amazing. Inside, but I think please, a lot of people today just like don't want to learn. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Something. I don't yeah. know. It's what all they the, always say. All in the, the above. Yeah. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> but no, really. Yeah. I mean, I know that they're working their butts off, but it's just that. So many people today, and I'm I'm not gonna get on a soapbox. I can if maybe that would be subscriber I go dig content out for you. Yeah, that would be <laughs> subscriber content. You'll hear us going to like hardcore soapbox crap. Uh, was first of all, we agreed to never get into politics. Yeah, so this is as close as I'm ever gonna get. Is that too many people today think they're entitled, and I'm not just talking about upcoming generations. I mean, in general, too many people think that they're, they're you know that they're owed something, and that's not the case. Absolutely not. Unless you're a Native American who killed a predator. Then you're deserving of a lot. You are. <laughs> hey, listen, when I sat at that Thanksgiving table, when I gave myself my own prayer, because I pray differently than others, I, you know, I give recognition to the people that were on this land before. I mean, two miles over here past the bridge, man, this was not white people chilling. <laughs> oh, no. No. So. No, no, no. If you actually, anyway. uh, yeah, last thing I'll say, but if you actually, like, look back into the Native American history of just our area... It's brutal. I mean, well, it is in our D and D game, it's called Ohessen, named after the tribe of the original people here, Ohessen. You know, it wasn't just some. When I first moved here, I thought it was just like some rich Ohessen manor. Like, oh, who's that oh. rich person? I didn't realize that was the original Indian village that was there, the Ohessen Indians. That's what was here. Wow, we went really off on there. It had nothing to do with prey, but you know what? That's fine because we're gonna get right back onto it. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about continuously talking about what we did. Like you talked about the atmosphere. It was, it's a pretty movie. It's a gorgeous movie. It the is. soundtrack is gorgeous. The acting is on par, above par. I don't say par. this it's often, but the CGI was actually pretty decent in some spots. Some spots it was shaky, but some, like, when you first see the Predator, he stands up as the cloaking goes up. The Predator CGI, like, I think, is well. Very, very cleanly done, I feel. Some of the animal stuff I didn't think was that great, but I just think we still haven't gotten where we need to be. When it comes to animals, we can do alien creatures, <laughs> but we can't do a bear and a wolf. The, I mean, it was close as much as we can get today, but I'm just, I'm waiting for that day when, when we see a bear on screen and you're like, holy shit, is that a real bear? I've seen better looking bear in video games. 
like Vikings Valhalla or something. But so speaking of which, what did you think of the bear scene in this movie? Other than the CGI, and I'll stop harping on the CGI. I'll quit talking about it for the rest of the episode. That bear whoops and printed her ass for a minute. And I appreciated it. it. Did. I thought it was cool. That bear was like, you know, it might as well have been. Where, where's the silverbacks? I want to see a predator take on a silverback. Because silverbacks are strong. And bears are strong, too. I mean, that bear chucked. Yeah, but silverbacks have a thumb. A <laughs> yeah. Hey, predator, why don't you take on somebody with opposable thumbs? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, I thought it was it was good. Good action. Just her hiding in that beaver and just watching those two titans tussle. It was great. Yeah. So you didn't like the part where he gets showered in blood? No, that was awesome too. Oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't want to like, like go through the the charging. Just when the well, the bear's running after the dog and running after her. The okay. same as when the wolf is kind of gotcha. running, moving. Like when they're kind of standing still, it's done well. It's just when they start moving and they're trying to mimic. I guess I don't know. Did they? I mean, I, I could look into it. I wonder if they motion capped like a captive bear. I don't, I don't know, know, but I feel like that stuff is all like stored away in a database somewhere. Like we need a wolf running. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I think we need to up our update. game there. <laughs> yeah, definitely up, update the game. Because, I mean, there's some alien movies where you see some alien creatures that have fur, and you're like, wow. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. But, yeah, we can't do a grizzly. And I'm not sure. I think this is just a standard grizzly. This wasn't no Kodiak. This wasn't a polar bear. I mean, those, those two are like the king of the mountain when it comes to the Dude, canines. Some polar so. bears can reach 12 foot tall on their hind legs. Yeah. To put that in perspective real quick, think about diving into the deep end of a pool. They're usually about 12 foot deep. Yeah, polar bears ain't no joke. <laughs> they are no joke. And I did mean, you know, it's a joke bears, now that we're ruining their habitat, but what? I won't did you start know, on that. Polar bears are the only bear that view humans as full on prey. Like they will actively hunt a human down just to murder and eat them. Num num. And I think most, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're mostly up north and basically anything breathing is food to them. But just saying. Yeah. Bears, man. I ain't screwing no bears. Like there's a, a documentary once of a guy who lived with polar bears and he became friends with them. And yeah, they ate them. Wasn't there a grizzly guy they did that to? And the grizzlies Probably. eat them too? Yeah. Yeah. They hey, have... Listen, I, Tiger Kings and all you people, man. Listen, it, it's cool. Like you see on like, facebook or some tiktok reel like oh found this baby kitten thought it was half dead and ends up being like a full-on black panther and you're like i'm just waiting for the day when these people are just eaten by these oh yeah creatures look i understand nature versus nurture but there's a reason they have their instincts that stuff is like hard-coded in dna eventually it's gonna come back out to play listen my little cat's mean enough i ain't <laughs> i ain't mess with some full-blown tiger you know what i mean <laughs> or what you said the little uh the little white aliens in uh prometheus <laughs> yeah. or yeah, in the covenant, little, in yeah, covenant. sneaky little things that... you said that reminds you of your cat yeah. fast killers i'm telling you just throw some popcorn maybe they'll leave you alone for a minute yeah the action sequences is, are, are pretty great um you know the trappers trying to stop the predator the comanche little guys because they were all kind of little took it to them jumping around you know all the yelling and stabbing with spears and the axe throwing it was uh i, I liked like it just felt like wow what is going on here first off i was like how are these dudes even holding up against them for a second and i was like oh they're not <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it was just like when little kids try to tackle an adult at a birthday party, you kind of just let them think you're winning for a second, and then you just annihilate the kids like bowling pins. Yeah. yeah. But I think everything was just slickly done here. That's my word of the month, by the way, slick. I like I've it. said a lot I like this it. month, even though this month just started. <laughs> I'm going to slide down into the February. Do you know what I also liked? I liked how they backdated the Predator's technology. I like how you just segued there. Did you like that? Yeah. You just reversed it, though. 
Are we playing Uno now? <laughs> well, house rules says it's your turn. If I'm staring at you, it's your turn. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, technology. Yeah. So yes. the way they backdated the technology. So, like, instead of this big metal fancy helmet, he had a skull. Instead of... His uh, mandibles and stuff look different. They wanted to look more feral, they said. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. Definitely more feral. And the instead of the uh, laser cannon. cannon, I mean, it still had the, the laser sights, but it shot out the little projectile, like... Darts. like Kind of like darts, kind of like quills, almost. Like, they kept it more... Baby silver shafts. You can almost like... say they, they kept it more practical. Like, like how, if you go back in time, you have uh, flintlock pistol and now we have a regular pistol and in the future theoretically we have laser pistols they kept it less in the Ag-mag sci-fi and they kept it their primitive well so is their culture even though their culture is far more advanced they're still in a primitive stage of being but they primitive can, stage of yeah. space travel i love it yeah, right <laughs> well for all we know it took you know thousands of years to get to earth rather than you know the hop skipper yeah i'm just gonna give that's their technology yauchas you hop skippers i like it <laughs> Anything about that movie that we can uh, make better is good. And I, I do love, I mentioned earlier, we do briefly see the, uh, the that old flintlock pistol resurface in this movie. Now, I don't fully know the story behind the actual guy whose name is written on it. Do you? I do not know specifically. Okay. I've heard rumors about a pirate ship yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've read. But uh, for the most part, everything I gathered online, people were saying that it was essentially a way of showing that at that time, so at the time of Prey, the flintlock rifle was considered, other than cannons, the pinnacle of weaponry. You know, rifles, cannons, that gunpowder age, essentially. Uh-huh. Which is leagues ahead of the Comanche Indians. Right, sort of. And yet, the Predator was even further ahead than them. So it was trying, from what I've read, people were saying they are trying to show the, uh, the parallels of just how outmatched Naru really was. In the grand scheme of things. And that the whole reason it was brought up in Predator 2 was just to show they've been around for a long time. It's a nice way to show the different levels. You know, it's just as we saw the Predator go through and kill the rattlesnake, kill the wolf, you know, all that. You can also see the different levels of skill and weaponry. Because even you see the Comanches are, you know, they're trying to deal with this Predator. But then you have these people with the pistols jump in, the trappers. You know, I'm, I think they're trappers. They look like trappers. I mean, they were skinning all the buffalo. Settler-like people. Yeah, sure. man. Oh, that was that. That's a that scene to me was disturbing and irritating. So the first time I watched it, I thought the predator was skinning them, and then I realized no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He would just do one. That 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 was humanity doing that to sell the hides. Like, it was so upsetting. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. But done well. I mean, the the effects there. I'll give them that. They were, they were. Dare I say, bloodily slick? Is wow! That a thing? <laughs> I mean, just to bloody see, slick. Just, bloody slick, mate. Look at that. You saw the tendons there. Yeah, it's great. Where do I even go from there? I mean, you could see like the eyes of the skinned faces. Yeah, it just so messed up. It just shows how brutal humans are, and and it's probably why in a lot of these movies. In fact, I, this might be the first movie though where I didn't really root for the predator all the way. You rooted for the predator in other movies. <laughs> I mean, well, in the Predator, I was absolutely okay. Well, the first Predator against Arnold. Well, I'm not going to root against Arnold, but I was like, this is a cool creature. In Predator Two, I was like, yeah, let's kill some gang members, Predator. Let's go. I didn't get enough about Danny Glover to really root for him, other than I think he's Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon. Um, and then the he's third getting, one, he's getting too old for this. Man. <laughs> the third one, 
okay, I was rooting for Adrian Brody, but listen, the samurai sword fight, I was like, eh, I kind of like this Predator. He's cool. And in The Predators, I was definitely rooting for the Predator because, like, who really even cared about it? I just wanted the Predator to murder the entire movie. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and I just said it because it just pops out of my mouth. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to negate anything you just said. I Good. completely agree. <laughs> I'm just saying it. The Predator is like, when do you really root for a xenomorph? But a Predator, you're like... Dude, really? The mama xenomorph gave birth to the baby, and the baby killed her. Well, that's because it wasn't the real mama. Ripley yeah, that was, was just, mama. that was just a horrible movie. Mama... <laughs> What? Why did you say that? That whole movie was awful. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really good on that one. Uh, favorite scene from this movie? Favorite scene. Now, I know this is probably difficult because I had a really hard time picking it down. And mine is actually one that isn't in any way significant to the movie. But for some reason, the way it was done, I just really liked it. I'm going to say, even though I'm not supposed to use the word CGI, I'm going to do it anyway. Despite the CGI, I think the bear fight was cool. Um, but I think this fight had another great showdown that a lot of other movies have had. And I think this one was done with some heart. It was done with some innovation. Yeah, they kind of telegraphed what was going to happen. But like seeing her brother meet his demise, like it wasn't just, they just found a different way. Another innovative way to have a lot of different elements, a lot of different mm. pieces working around. You know, you had bad guys, but you had good guys. But then you also had the Predator. And it's like a three-way yeah, I, I, it was, I don't know, it was just way different. And I, again, I enjoyed the end fight pretty well. Carrying his head back in the camp. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That was, uh, I need a new word. That was bossa nova. It was no. radical. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was choice. Wait, wait, wait what, what was the big thing? Like five years lit. Oh, <laughs> I still use that. It was off the chain. It was For reals. It was neato. <laughs> oh, geez. So yeah, what, what, what was your... So, so one of my favorite parts was it's the dumbest part too, but you see a snake kill a rodent. And well, first you see was an ant or something like that. Get eaten by, by, a, by a uh, it was a shrew. Like a, well, it looked like a chinchilla or something. I don't know. I think it's a shrew. Might have been field mouse. I don't know. Let's just say rodent. And then it I pans say over. Field mouse. <laughs> and you see this snake coiled up, and that strikes and gets him, and it starts chilling away. And then it coils up again because it knows that there's Heat something vision. there. Because it's got heat vision and yep. it can see the predators like, oh, you warm blood and lung of As soon as it strikes, you just see the blades go down through it and he picks it up. And, and, that's like, and then he takes the skins it. But anyway. it's just it's just something about that scene that it, it makes you like realize like he's this predator. I say he, it could, I don't know what it was. It's working its way up the, the food chain. I, I do believe that most of the literature has pointed out that male Yaucha are the ones that go. The warrior type? Yeah, they're okay. the ones that go through the rights. But like. Yeah, like you're watching it go up the food chain. Like you literally see it start with something small, move to a snake, move to a I don't know what the wolf, move up to the the bear. Like it makes me wonder what their childhood is like. That you see something <laughs> like a rattlesnake or a wolf, and like you're just not even you don't even flinch. You know, yeah, like I mean, they're they're just. I well, mean, you look I, at that and you think, huh, I'm gonna kill that. I mean, I'm not afraid of snakes. However, if I wanted the yard to put Toretto out right now and a rattlesnake was coiled up, I'd be like, no, nah, dude, I'm out. I'm going this way. No. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I changed my accent, but... Uh, well, some behind-the-scenes tidbits here. Um, not really, like, how it was made, but Jesse Ventura and Bill Duke from the original movie gave it glowing reviews. Um, they said it was... Uh, I did they see liked that. It. They are like, hey, man. They said it really captured the fire of the original one, and it was pretty awesome. So that's good that you got the approval of the original people. Was Arnold 
asked to come back for this one? I don't believe he was. <laughs> I was like, you know, Arnold's ancestor. You'd see like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To crush your enemies, seem driven for you in the limitations <laughs> of the predators. Yeah, um, no, he wasn't asked, as far as I can tell. Um, part of the concept of this uh, had been gestating for a while in a previous film, um, because they wanted to give Billy kind of his own film, like not Billy himself, but like Native American. I guess the writers of this had been thinking about it for like a long time, and like, why don't we like make a full length feature? Like, what if it was like Billy and his tribe or something? And it kind of morphed into what we got here. Um, they obviously bring in the gun from Predator 2 to link them together. Um, and I guess that gun also gave them the inspiration as well. So they're like, let's get Billy's movie. Let's do a gun thing. And then it kind of just morphed into this Comanche thing. I'm they glad it did. Yeah. The original title of this was uh, when they were filming was called Skulls. Uh, they said the Comanche were chosen as the central tribe because Trachtenberg considered them the most fierce warriors to walk the continent, arguably and they were uh, incredibly innovative. Now, I was looking into this a little bit earlier today because I, I don't know much about the Comanche, but I was like, well, I, I thought like the Apaches and the Mohawk were pretty pretty brutal, but apparently the up to the point of the Comanche moving into the territory, the, the Apache were the most fierce Indians, and the Comanche pushed them. Like, they oh, took wow. over their territory. So they were considered like the most dangerous of all the Native American tribes. Um, the film is mainly shot in Calgary, uh, and it's on the Stony Nakoda First Lands Nation. Uh, as I said before, Amber Midthunders, she has lineage tied to the Nakoda on her father's side. Uh, Jane Myers, spelled J-H-A-N-E, so I, I hope that's Jane, is a member of both the Comanche Nation and the Blackfoot Nation, or Blackfeet Nation, I apologize. Uh, she served as a producer on the film. She kind of helped put P- put everybody in the cast like through this four-week training process to learn how to shoot bows and arrows and throw axes. I mean, they really tried to make this authentic. They wanted, like, them to be... I don't know how to say authentic a thousand more times, dude. Like, how do you even say that? Real. Right. Real? Real authentic. Really real. Uh, Jane Myers, a <laughs> member... Legit. <laughs> Jane Myers, who was a producer on the film, uh, she was a member of the Comanche Nation and Blackfeet Nation. She put a lot of input to make things really authentic. Like, if you look... In the scene where Naru's in the teepee there, she's brushing her teeth. It's with an authentic Comanche toothbrush. Like, they recreated the toothbrush for that. Oh, wow. A lot of the the costuming and stuff was made to be as accurate to time as possible. And I, I think they really just hit a, a line oh, yeah, drive, think... home run, I think whatever baseball term you use. And they brought in horses um, because somebody had said... You can't have a Comanche movie without horses because the Comanches were like the first Native Americans to like domesticate and use horses. Mm-hmm. And they were known as incredible horse riders, which is probably why they conquered so much territory for there for a while, because they were so good with that. Um, in fact, uh, I think I read that the um, Apache had to get help from the Spanish because the Comanche were wiping them out. Now, this is all read online. You know, I'm not trying to step in any toes here if I'm historically inaccurate. It's the internet, and, you know, this day and age, it's where you yeah. get all your information from. Could I read a book? Yeah, I probably could. <laughs> I probably could. In fact, you, you know, probably said I should read a few of them. Mm. And do you have any behind-the-scenes uh, making of or any trivia or anything you got here for this movie? So, I did read one thing that, I don't know if it was a fan theory or if it was actually considered to be a canon uh, idea later. That, let me, let me get the names right here. 
Naru's brother, how do we pronounce that? Tab? Tabe? I didn't. T A A B E. Taube, maybe? Taube. That he was supposed, you know, he, we, we know he dies in the movie. We right? do, we, we do. do. Yeah. That Billy's soul in the original Predator movie was supposed to be the reincarnation of him. That there was some, it's, again, it's your fan theory or they were well, I mean, trying to make was... it canonized that it was him coming back for another, like a final stand against the creature that bested him. Well, it didn't last very long. But if that <laughs> is true, I, I assume that this was probably drawn out because of the original thought process to even make this movie at all like the idea oh, the original yeah. i mean maybe i mean there's probably a leaked script somewhere or somebody knew somebody who worked somewhere you know i mean i could see that possible um i you know stranger things have happened in movies and tv shows and this is a franchise about aliens that come to earth to kill people so i mean maybe just, i mean yeah. after the predator killer suit anything's possible in this franchise i suppose and all doors are open yeah slam that uh, one shut Unfortunately, I, I don't have a whole lot, and I don't have much I can say bad about this movie. I, I Like I said, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick something to change about it, I'd probably just say uh, make it a little bit longer. <laughs> Flush it out a little bit more. I love the end fight where uh, she literally turns his technology against him and didn't care for the whole mudding up, you know. The flower thing was a little... I didn't. Now that I think about Lower it, you're your body about, temperature. Like yeah. I, they, the flower works that quick. It's that concentrated. I'm not sure. I'm not a botanist. I don't know what's calling Edwin from Predators. Maybe he <laughs> would have known something. Uh, but just uh, even those little nitpicks like that are not enough for to even come close to destroying this movie for no, me. No, no, not at all. And, and I'm really hoping, seeing how this blew the doors off at Hulu. This is like the most premiered watch movie on Hulu. I yeah. mean. Made somebody some money somewhere, and it was only a couple years ago. So hopefully we do get a sequel. I mean, at the end painting sequences, you see three Predators ships come in off the sky. So I mean, they've been talking. Which that... I completely missed the first time. Yeah, if you rewatch this movie, watch the end credits. There's some really interesting stuff in the little like K painting. Yeah, montage. It's... Some really interesting stuff in there. Yeah, if you you got to watch it a few times because you'll you'll miss some things. Oh uh, yeah. So there's a possibility. You know, we'll talk about the future of the franchise here, and there's a possibility that they could do a sequel to this. I mean, they could have done one to Predators as well, but even if they don't and they just go, well, you know, she survived, who knows what happened to her, the gun ends up here. Or maybe they do a tale where they show the gun in another place. They've talked about putting this on a pirate ship or putting this in the Revolutionary War. That gun has to get back around to the Predators at some point. It would be my guess. If I was the studio, some sort of filmmaker, I would want to find that weapon somewhere else. Like, I mean, I guess we already caught her in Vietnam, but there could be another. And it doesn't even have to be an American. Like, let's let's put the Predator in Australia. Yeah. Let's put it in South America. Well, we did South America. <laughs> Australia, <laughs> where Columbia, everything we is trying to <laughs> yes. kill you. I mean, what's, what's, we can put it anywhere. It doesn't have to be. Let's put it in a rom-com. Predators, <laughs> aliens. Secret love. Would you say that show is called that uh, your significant other has been watching? Oh, <laughs> married at first sight. So they just so they take off the blindfolds and it's the xenomorph queen and the ten foot tall predator from the predator. You know, <laughs> they just start yeah. playing some uh, good old Frank Sinatra music. But I was, as I've said in some other previous installments of our podcast, I don't want them to rush it. You know, they've done a pretty good. 
spacing. job of spacing these movies out. And I hope they do that for the future. They've already made one dud. Let's let's make sure we take our time. And I think this proves that they can really make yeah. a badass Predator movie in our time. So. so what do you actually think is next? Do you think we're going to see another movie? Or do you think they're going to go the route of Alien? Because now... I've read Alien Romulus is going to be a television show, and I also read that's going to be a movie. I don't know. Yeah, the, it keeps going back and forth. So what do you think our next route for Predator is going to be? Do you think it's they'll take be, the... I th- let's go movie. The movie route? Can or do you, you think they'll do take six scenes of a Predator stalking somebody or going back and forth? Unless it's about other alien species in the Predators and not just humans, which is another... Let's let's go way outside the oh, box. Yeah. I, I don't know the Predator in my head works as a mini series or definitely not eight episodes or 10 episodes. Like maybe, maybe a three-parter or something. I don't even know how alien is going to work as a mini series. It's because somebody's going to be slowly infected. It's just going to drag on. And I don't know. It's just, I, maybe I, I they're going to look for a cure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it'll be a, a metaphor of some sort. Yeah. Some but. grief. There'll be a grieving father somewhere. It'll <laughs> be sad. That's all I know. Um, you know, just there'll be, there'll be somebody with some, depressing connection to the past or it'll all be some social commentary about anxiety or some stupid shit. I don't know. That's why I like the predators. They're simple. Yeah. You don't need a lot of other sub context, you know, aliens about corporate greed predators about, I'm going to kill anything that's stronger (laughs) than me. Yeah. Like it's just, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how else to say it, but hey, listen, I enjoy doing this. And I, I, I hope agree. you all enjoy doing doing this with us, with your ears. You're listening. Um, but maybe you can use your fingers and type in some comments or use your finger to like, subscribe, uh, maybe share this, text your buddy about it. I don't know, crank Absolutely. up the speakers somewhere so that other people can hear it. You can go to the treeofgeek.com. You can uh, go to one of those tabs there and they will tell us that you <laughs> yep. told us. Yep. I'm going to let Josh do this part. <laughs> treeofgeek.com I'm just trying to save your voice I know you're not feeling good hit the contact us tab at the top and send us a message let us know what you think let us know if The Predator was the best movie ever made so we can block you (laughs) we just we want your uh, we want your input we want you all of our listeners we want you to really join in we want to know that you're enjoying or hating us if you want to defend that movie I want anybody out there tell me why (laughs) you're in defense of that movie because I'm open to all opinions I want to hear it Come on, oh, yeah. guys, interact. Let us know. Yes, yes. That's one thing we do ask for is give us some more interaction. Help us uh, help us know that this is reaching you, reaching your, your pretty little ears. Uh, so, yeah, treeofgeek.com, contact us. If you go to the next tab over, you can do the help us grow where you can uh, subscribe to us. Anywhere from 3 to $10 a month to help us grow even faster, help us get better equipment, help us make even... Miracle grow. Maybe if we get big enough, we'll use the money that we bring in to make our own Predator movie. Ooh. If you're over seven foot tall, please send your resume. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're over seven foot tall, man, you come take my job. I got promoted, so we need to take my job. You'd there you go. There I don't you know. Go. Yeah, you wouldn't fit in the truck well. Spotify, iTunes. YouTube. You name it, we're, well, for the most part, Amazon we're there. Music. Uh, definitely go check us out. Are we on iHeartRadio? We are. We are on all the platforms that I could possibly get us on. Excellent. So if you really want to check us out, youtube.com slash at Tree of Geek. It'll take you right to our main page. Click that like button on every single video. Comment how much you love us on every single video. And then please listen or watch every single video. 
If you're going to watch them, just know that the picture will not change. We're not doing actual video yet. We're just doing the audio. Season five. Season five. Okay. <laughs> I only got one thing to say to everybody. Get to the chopper. Take care, everybody. Go. Ow. Yeah.